Hello, hello. I'm so sorry. It's been forever. It's been well over a week since you've heard from me. Um, I'm not going to lie. I am probably going to keep taking a little bit of a break from the pod because I'm actively working on my next business venture and it's proving to be a little challenging at this moment in time. I will get more into details once it's up and running. Um, but I just like have not had a chance to sit and edit this pod. Taria and I, uh, well, let me just introduce who she's going to be. Taria from What Else Is Going On podcast, also Instagram account, also Twitter. She and I go into some major hot takes, okay? I purposely brought her on because she she doesn't care if she has an unpopular opinion. She looks at facts on facts. She remembers every single detail. Like, she could easily be a lawyer, she retains every bit of evidence she can. So we talked for over two hours. And then the business of trying to launch became extremely challenging. And I was spending money and losing money. And so I had to just laser focus every single day. But I finally, finally got to edit this. I mean, enter at your own risk on this one. There are some major hot takes like how we don't like Sonia Morgan, the fan favorite Sonia Morgan. So, you know, enter at your own risk, but I just want to let you guys know it'll be a minute before you hear from me again on here. Keep checking me out on Instagram. Doing that Instagram account alone is like a full-time job. So I'm just going to take a little, little tiny break from the pod and then I'll be back. I've got some fun ideas. Once I get my coins coming in, I, I've got some really fun ideas for this podcast. Uh, so enjoy the beautiful Taria. She is in the house. It's a, it's a long episode. So buckle up, listen to it in phases, whatever you got to do. And I will catch you on Instagram at We Speak Housewives. Okay, bye bye. Um, okay, so I actually the first thing uh, that you ever posted that made me feel the most seen was that you don't love Sonia Morgan the way everybody seems to love Sonia Morgan. I have felt so alone. <laughs> In this whole thing, like I, when I first, it was you who posted it. And I thought, am I, re did I write this? Is this like one of my notes that like I accidentally posted because I watch Roni and I'm like, how are you people not seeing that she's worse than Ramona at times? That's what I say. And people say, oh, but she's so lovable. And I'm like, it reminds me of the Jasmine Sullivan song. I'd rather, I'd. I don't want to know the truth. I'd rather be told a lie if the truth is going to make me cry. So because it's coming out of somebody's mouth, who's funny and just this silly girl and the floozy with the heart of gold. It's okay. But now, mind you, I do not think Ramona seems to be a very upstanding person. No. However, I will say some things Sonia is in the wrong, but we, we would castrate Ramona for them. So it's like, I was literally thinking today, I don't know why, when Ramona's, oh, because of Ultimate Girl Strip, Ramona told Sonia, Sonia was like, I'm just, I'm gaining weight. And, and Ramona said simply, yeah, you could probably lose about five pounds. 
And they went at her at the reunion because of that. Sonia has said worse things to Ramona. And if that's your friend, Sonia preaches about friendship, she should be able to tell you that. I like, I also think that because Ramona is an insane person that I don't ever want to see on my screen again. So I'm hoping that ultimate girl strip mm-hmm. is the, is the last we see of her. I have a feeling it will be, I have a feeling they're like, let her have yeah. that. And then we're done. Um, but Ramona is unable to filter herself. And so at least she's like consistent Sonia from Thank one you. scene, from one scene to the next, she will throw Ramona run under the bus. Yep. And then when she's with Ramona, she'll throw the other person under the bus. Yes. And because she does it like in this kind of airheaded way where she's sort of like, they're like throwaway lines. Yep. People are, people don't seem to catch it, no. but I'm like, Sonia's actually like, I get that we feel bad for her. I think that's what mm-hmm. she like pulls in that she tugs at the heartstrings because she's the underdog and we want to root for the underdog. We want yes. Sonia to win because, but I'm going to go off for a second because I feel like I'm in a safe space and I could never you do are. this with anybody. I have, I have some feelings about what you just said. Go ahead. So she's still talking about a divorce that occurred at this point, like 20 years ago. But when we met her, it seemed like her divorce and her separation had just happened. It was only getting finalized, but she, but she had been separated from him for quite some time and was still harping on it and holding on to it. And then I come from a place of like, let's get her some real therapy. This is alarming. It is alarming that she is still on a loop like that. And remember in Salem, when that fortune teller was able to tap into her father. Yes. And it was like, you need therapy. She, she looked, she was like, I see some stuff that I'm not going to say out loud, but you need a team of professionals is basically, basically what she said. Like you need to really, because the denial that you're in is, I think that's the hardest thing for me to watch of someone else's denial. Yes. Someone else being, it confuses me. Like I don't understand denial um, because I, I don't consider myself to be someone who's in denial. I'm pretty self-aware, even like to my own detriment. Yeah. But I, I don't understand Sonia just being oblivious. So here comes That's Sonia. What it is. Oblivious versus, because denial, if somebody denies something to me, but they have fact to back it up. I have no choice but to listen. And I need to listen to them. Well, argue your case for me that you're not in denial then. But Sonia is absolutely oblivious, like you said. And these business ventures that she's gotten into have been purely for the show. Like she's like, you know, the toaster of it. She's only doing this stuff to have this storyline. And the way she took advantage of Heather when Heather did that photo shoot for I am still like anytime I do a rewatch when it comes to that part, (laughs) I get hot because I'm like, this is so fucking rude. Yeah. Yeah. She was late. She, and I get that she does this because she said, she said at one point that production, like if you have a a contractor come to your house, like a plumber or something, if you, if it makes it on the show, they will pay for it. Right. So So that's why she does this like loony stuff where she's like, I had sex on the sink and I did this and I, and that's why she was like late for the photo shoot with Heather and all this crap. And, but it's just at the end of the day, it's all a bunch of lies, but then 
she's then she talks down to everyone like she's working yes. at an international lifestyle brand that you wouldn't understand. It's above. It's not even in a category. You can't even categorize it. Right. It's, because we can't buy it. Any because, of it. And then it's all and then nothing works out because it's all a bunch of bullshit. It's yeah. not real. And yet we're supposed to still feel bad for her. And I'm like, guys, she's like a used car salesman. That's what I was getting when you said that we root for the underdog. She wasn't put in that position. Yes. She put herself. How many millions did you get from your divorce? And you decided to make unwise decisions. And you're still deciding to make unwise decisions. I think the shoes may have been the best thing she's ever done. And now I don't even think she's doing them anymore. So and that like, movie, remember the and, movie that she was supposed to, and that was like, I, I read the article that was from the people that were trying to make the movie and they were like screwed by Sonia screwed. She was that rich lady who said she had this money that she didn't really have. And then she, they kept green lighting things based yep. on what her promises were. And then she dumped them all this money, like spent for, through them that they spent their own money thinking they were going to get it back. So yeah, she deserved to get sued for that. Yeah. It's like, I'm not sure what you're not getting and like, and you're getting a check from the show. Like, I just, it, yeah, it, it annoys me. And we're supposed to feel so bad. She doesn't want to get rid of the townhouse. I think because it's, I, I guess maybe an asset, something about, so like holds on to the past, but it's also an asset. She can say she has, I mean, if you really think that we believe that that apartment you moved in was yours and not your daughter's, I mean, come on. Come on. So it's, it's like, yeah, you, we're supposed to be rooting for an actual underdog. Yeah. Like you put yourself there, but then you think you're top dog. And then this, like the drinking it's, I am sick of us applauding it. Can we Me stop? Too. It's actually disturbing. She pissed in someone's driveway to me. She could have went back into the home or I think I read, she said that the girls had already used the bathroom and she was being rushed. If my bladder is that full, rush me all you want. I'm going to the bathroom. I'm pretty you sure they would prefer you pee in the bathroom. And then it's not even like you were the only one outside. And then when Ebony said later, you do you remember peeing in the driver? She's like, oh yeah, I did that. She thought it was cute. She thought it was cute. I said, she didn't wipe, got her nasty self in that truck or in that van. And then probably was touching and kissing all over everybody. Like, I, just, I like it's, it's disturbing to watch her get that drunk now. And yet we all get mad. It's like, you know what they, this is where they lose her. They lose her because they try to play the I'm concerned for you. We think maybe you have a problem card. This is how they could do it. And I think she, I don't think she'd hear Cause I don't think she'd hear anything. You're not fun to be around when you're drunk. You're a buzzkill. How about that? Just start with that because if you say to someone they have a problem, they're going to go on the defense, yeah. especially Sonia. But the baseline is who likes to who likes to have fun with the person who gets that sloppy that I have to like hold their head up and like force them out of the house because they're wasted and like you let crawling all over everyone. A cigarette up your vagina. That was really fucked up a Heather to talk about. To say. Like that. I, I wonder what was her goal in talking about that? She's angry. Like she really like she, I think she misunderstood like when she left the show and people were kind of because everyone gets like defensive. They want their yeah. they want their favorite to stay. I think she got confused by like what people enjoyed because she, you know, she went on her podcast and talked about 
stuff she shouldn't have about like Luann and Sonia doing illicit drugs and, you know, Sonia having sex with the pirate. And like she did that stuff, but everyone loved it because it went everywhere. Like we all talked about Mm -hmm. it. So I think she like misunderstood what we thought was fun about that. And then she started just talking shit. But it was like, okay, did you see what she did after? Like she, the thing came out in Dave Quinn's book about her saying, you know, yeah. that Sonia, Sonia let them, she pushed, she said, I pulled her out of a vestibule after they put lit cigarettes out in her vagina. And I read it like everyone else. Like she had to, like, she basically pulled her out of a sexual assault is what it seemed like she had done because I was like, you pulled her out of a what? And they were doing what? Because Sonia's always so out of it when she gets that drunk that I'm like, did she even know what was going on? Were they taking advantage of her? Then later, Dave Quinn clarified, no, it didn't seem like that. It seemed like Sonia was doing it as like a, as a bit, kind of like that creepy, awful, yeah. old burlesque bit where they- Can like, I say that's how I thought it? That that second one is how I thought. Oh, okay. I, I was I, like- I thought yeah. it was, it was her, like her being assaulted, literally. Oh, okay. Okay. And then, and because Dave got a bunch of comments from people saying that, like, why would you put this in the book? You basically are talking about a sexual assault. Like people had to remove their posts about it. Cause it, we were all talking about it kind of like funny, but he was like, no, no, no. It, it came off like the ladder. Right. And Heather then tried to kind of join in and be like, all good over here, mama. And like posted some, something like you can't play both the Karen and then also play the cool, hip, fun aunt. Like she kind of doesn't know who she is. It seems like what you said is exactly that she can't play both. And I believe, definitely believe she thinks she wants to be in some ways, the Karen, she's elevated, but in other ways, you're, you're doing the same thing. You're being nasty, just under the yes. guise of concern. It, she, and she always did that. I didn't like when she did that on the show a lot. Like she, she kind of had that know-it-all energy. About and just her. be that. It's like, like yes. when, when her and Kristen Takeman got into that fight, I took uh, Heather's side because I felt like her, but go all the way with it. Like you were rah 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 but then it's like oh i'm gonna do this but then when she who was whose face was she in aviva when she yes. was like I, yeah, like i was like if that's you if that's a part of your personality own that too then you know yeah. like it's just yeah she definitely i just I, and then and then with like the, the sonia thing too it's because she's usually quote up against luann and ramona Yes. And so people obviously are going to side with Sonia there because Ramona and Luann are kind of easier to dislike, mm-hmm. I guess. But there was a scene when um, Sonia was talking about all of her business ventures. I think they're out in the Hamptons. This is many seasons ago. And Sonia says something about like a clothing line or something that none of them had heard. And Luann goes, what are you talking about? I I didn't know about this. And Sonia gets all pissed. She's like, you never listen to anything. You don't, you have no idea what I'm doing. You know, everything, you don't hear it. And I, I believe Luann when she was like, I literally have never heard you talk about this. I don't know what you're saying. And I think that Sonia is delusional and we're applauding it. Uh, And because we feel like we have to defend her against these bullies. But I'm like, no, I feel like as a friend, it might be hard to be her friend in real life. Thank you. Because they're just trying to, they're like, no, I literally haven't heard this before. And then she puts on this performance of you never listen. You don't listen to anything I do. I'm the victim. You guys just go off without me. Not true. They probably want to support you. They say that all the time. They want to support you. They want to love you, but you don't let them. And then you act like a victim. I 
have two things that maybe hot takes, maybe not. Number one, I don't really care for Dorinda. However, when she went off at that dinner party, I would have, I would, I felt it. People were like, oh, she's so hard on Sonia. Her and Sonia made up. And now Dorinda is hearing all these nasty things that Sonia is doing behind her back to the press over the summer. And then you want to come to this dinner and act like, I don't know what, I don't know what I did. You talk, they were quotes. They were quotes from what you said. Also, with a person like Sonia, you have to be direct, even if sometimes it probably cuts to the white meat. The truth of the matter is you may have slept with Tom. He may have been yours first, but he married Luann. So when they were on that Sprinter van last year and Sonia brought it up again, and at that point, I didn't agree with Ebony getting involved. I was like, no, Luann was right. I don't mean to. Yes. You were elect. You keep talking about my marriage and disrespecting it. If I talked about you, I know that you were married longer, but I don't even think Sonia was married for 10 years to Mr. Morgan, if I'm not mistaken. It wasn't long. It's, it wasn't, it was like a short marriage and in a long divorce. And I'm so, this is a hot take for sure, because everyone was mad at Ebony. I mean, mad at Luann, but I was like, no, no, no. Ebony doesn't understand. I have a really hot take to say here. I actually think that Sonia is making up and exaggerating the relationship that she had with Tom. I I think I believe you too. Because here's why she is delusional. She isn't living in reality. And so the way I picture it is that her and Tom had sex maybe once, maybe twice. And ever since then, she would see him because everyone was out at the same places. Yes. And she'd see him and they'd flirt. And that was about it. But even if they had sex once a month. And that's a long, that's not, she ended up saying five times and they know that's right. They'd known each other for years. Right. And so I was like, that's not a lover. Okay. That's not, but I think in Sonia's mind, she created a whole different scenario. There were, there was, I don't remember what season it was. It wasn't the last one. It was maybe the, the season before. And they're at that bar. It's Luann, Ramona, Sonia, and Mario actually happens to be there. And this guy that is like this white haired, older guy that everyone seemed to know. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, this is so-and-so. Um, we never hooked up because I could tell there's ones that you marry and there's one that ones that you sleep with. And he was one that you marry. And as she's telling the person to her left, the guy that she's talking about just turns and walks away like, oh, no, 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 I'm not trying to like. And so she turned around and then she says in her confessional, I guess he was just trying to fuck me then. It's like, yeah, you're delusional. You think that these relationships are, are happening, but they're happening in your head. So I have no doubt that her and Tom had sex, but like, not like she thought lovers there was a blind item years ago about a housewife that put out a very sexual nature for men and always talks about sleeping with men but that she was really into women but she didn't think it in her society she'd be able to come out if people pay attention Mm. she is in love with Luann I don't care when Luann stayed with her when that that period that they were staying together and Luann started dating I believe they're in her kitchen and she goes does that mean and it's either the kitchen or somewhere and Luann Asanya is drunk and she says very briefly so does that mean you're gonna have stop having sex with me Lou 
And I was like, do people not see that? Like, hear this? Who does she go to immediately? And who does she get mad at? Like it's her lover when they get a lover. Mm. Like, and, but yeah. And she does get, she does tend to get jealous too. Like Tinsley when, although I, I have a hot take on the Tinsley thing. So here we are bashing Sonia and it would be very easy for me to say. And also with Tinsley, she overreacted. I still thought Tinsley, Tinsley was a little spoiled brat. I thought Tinsley was, I think what was, she just had no manners. Like she forgot, she didn't get Sonia anything for her birthday that year. Like she didn't even get her a card. And I can, I Wait, was it because she was planning the birthday party or no, that, no, that no, wasn't a birthday party. It was a fuck right. you party. No. That's so right. because it was really tiny. Uh, Sonia goes, you didn't even get me anything for my birthday. And Tinsley looked busted. She was like, I gave you a candle. She was like, no, that was because right. you brought a guy home into my daughter's room. And so I feel I've known a Tinsley. I've known a little okay. spoiled girl like Tinsley where they're just so oblivious and rude and it hurts your feelings because you would never be like that. Got and so okay. I actually do see Sonia's side because it was like, you're staying with me. I thought we were going to be girlfriends and pals. And but you're meeting she, my friends now. And, and Tinsley was just off running. She was never home. She never checked in with Sonia to see what Sonia was doing. And she just kind of used Sonia for that. But Sonia can't communicate properly. She doesn't right. know how to like express herself in a normal way. So she's mean about it. And so it just made her seem like and so nasty, the villain, because she became the villain. Um, but I also understood why she thought Tinsley was just a little complete brat. And Luann did say she's like, I look, I think Sonia's being too hard on her, but I think Tinsley's yeah. being a spoiled brat. And she is, which is why as much as we want Tinsley, like as a society, we're like, Tinsley should be back on Roni. I don't know how I feel about it. How do you feel about it? Well, it's interesting that you say that because I look at the culture of housewives and whose money is Tinsley living off of? Yeah, I don't need to see it. <laughs> but who, whose money is it? Her parents, right? Is it like a trust and fund? They're okay with Tinsley not even, not even showing us she's acting or this. I'm clearly living off my parents' money and everyone loves Tinsley, but we get to Potomac and it's a problem. That Are people would... mad at Candace for that? Is that yeah. really a thing? They're mad. That's at where Candace that little girl came from. Monique called her a little girl, and that little girl thing came from. I'm putting. You can see me. I'm like putting something. I'm putting La Roche Posay on my lips. If that, that how you say it. But um, people always talk about your mama's house, your mama's money, your mama's. That's this. true. You're right. And so it goes. People automatically. Cherie started that. Did your mother buy your engagement ring her first season? And people have carried that theory in their mind. And it's funny because, you know, we do research. We all look up and see. Just like with Mary, people swear that she's taking money from her church. I'm like, y'all do know Mary has like legit businesses that her grandmother built before Mary was born. But that, that's a whole nother deep dive because it just annoys me when if you, if, if Emily is telling me something about a person and I only take half of what you say to back up my argument, but not the other half, it's like the same person that y'all are quoting that told y'all Mary was a cult leader also said that our grandmother left a 10 to $20 million insurance policy. Like I, I didn't know that, um, Mary had multiple businesses. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'll get into that with you. Okay. So, okay. The Candace thing, like so does Candace. Like she owns a pageant consultant. She owns a salon. I don't know if people know what salon suites are, but basically where you can call I do. Yeah, and get, yeah. Okay. Candace owns one of them. 
Oh, so that's like, very lucrative. Right. So it's like essentially think- I used to I used to manage uh, at one of those a salon suites called Salon Republic. OK. And you get so much in rent. So shoot. so you get so that's she, a lot she, of money. She does that. I said, do you, you don't think her mom, her mom clearly is very good with her money and her dad. You don't think they taught her how to manage money. So to me, we look at t- people celebrated Tinsley. Tinsley, but they didn't, it was not okay for Candace. In my mind, that's the smart thing to do. I get it. If I can, I would love to give my children a house and say, we'll pay for while you stack your life and get your coins together. In the meantime, you have businesses like actual, and then now she's acting. And so it's just interesting to me. Like when I look at the different, the culture of the housewives as a whole and look at the same scenarios in different franchises and in different, hmm. you know, places and ethnicities and whatever. Why is it so looked down upon? That's so interesting because I didn't even think that that was why I wasn't interested in seeing Tinsley. But you're kind of right. Like, I don't need to hear her story. She doesn't really have an interest. She's not even trying to do anything. She's not. Yeah. She may have businesses, she but isn't. we don't get to see them. Yeah, it's like. And she's even admitted like uh, there was her sister. Um, I think it was Dorinda when they went down to Miami, her sister came over to the house for like that party. And yes. I think Dorinda was like, and what do you do down here? And she was like, I'm currently not doing anything. I'm not working. Yeah. I'm, just I'm like, I don't, right. I mean, I guess I get that that's interesting to some people, but it's just not intriguing to me. And if we're going to be shaking Roni up, I don't really want Tinsley back for that. And she's going to need to be, or at least be in the mix in a different kind of way. Yeah. Or right? she, or she needs to like, I, I maybe, I don't know. Actually, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to say it. Hot take. I don't want Tinsley back. Hot take. I'm sticking with it. I used to say I did, but, and if it was that cast, cause she was like a bridge. Yes. But on the same time, on the same token, she became a dumping ground until they got to that reunion and she let Sonya oh, and so Dorinda good. have it. Oh, she, Dorinda, she let Dorinda have it. Yeah. So I can agree with that too. And here's another hot take. I don't care for Dorinda to come back again, looking at the disgusting thing she has said, I will not stop screaming from the rooftop. Someone said your mama. And we know that that is a thing. Candace was right when she said it's called joning. It is. And let's, as my, I got a quote, Stephanie from Mocha Minutes. People keep saying, uh, Candace broke hood rules. There is no rules in the hood. I'm talking about your mama, your daddy, your dog. I'm talking about your mama and what she used to be in, if you know what I mean. So let's not act like it's new. Dorinda told Tinsley after she knew this woman froze her ex, I got a turkey baster for you because I know you want to have a baby. Where was the fertility shaming call? So it's like we keep moving the goalposts for these housewives that can say the most horrible things. Dorinda. Oh, Dorinda. I just, I'm I right do there. Her. I am right there with you. She triggers the hell out of me. It's like she's, she gets angry and thinks it's entertaining. So yes. now she goes so far and says evil things and evil. She, I'm, I'm going to be really mean. She looks like shit now too. She's clearly got, and I don't like to do this, but she's clearly got a drinking problem because her stories on Instagram. Ooh. Are, okay, so like I used to drink a lot. Okay, I am now I think eight months completely alcohol free. So I can wow. thank you very much. I'm very proud of myself. 
but I spot it. Like I spotted it in Dorinda. I went on Instagram one time and I saw her doing a, one of those TikToks that she does okay. so awkwardly and terribly. And she, I recognize that I'm like, she is wasted, wasted, wow. wasted, but she's at home by herself. And so all these TikToks are her in the Berkshires, in her home, in Blue, in Bluestone Manor, wasted 24 seven every single night. So she, you can't, this, it shows on your, on you when you drink like that at her age, especially this woman has been drinking nonstop. So we, I don't want to see it. It's too, it's too problematic for me to watch it because she's gone. She's not the same person she was before. She's learned nothing because she keeps like the, the posts show no, no. self-reflection <laughs> whatsoever. And so no. when people want Dorinda back, I get why they think that they think they want her back because it's a, it's like rem reminiscent of when it was good, but we can just, let's go new. Let's get a new energy on Roni. It's the, it's, it's an old running cast and Ramona's got to go. What's Dorinda. If, if Dorinda wants to come back, I think she needs another like year off, but they gave her, they gave hello. They've, they've inflated her ego again by giving yep. her ultimate girls trip to at Bluestone Manor, which I've read that Ramona and Luann are going to make an appearance. Really? Yeah. Oh, they are thirsty. They need some checks. Like yeah, what the so, hell? They, they found out that they're on hiatus and they're like, what else can we get out of this? Well, that's smart. Okay. And, and quite honestly, I think if Dorinda was on last season, I'm just going to say this. I think people would have saw sides of Dorinda that they just couldn't believe existed because Richard worked <laughs> for a Haiti organization. Nah, she saw this black man at this restaurant worked there and gave him her coat. And I will say she was on a clubhouse one time. Someone, it was right before the Harry and Meghan interview and someone said, Dorinda, what do you think? Oh. You know, she loves the British. What do you think about Kate and how she's doing it? I mean, what do you think about Harry and Meghan? Kate's doing such a wonderful job over there. She's getting along with the queen. That's nice. They asked her again. However, what do you think about the Harry and Meghan of it all? She says, oh, that Kate is just so great. She's so wonderful. And she said, I mean, I guess we'll just have to see the interview. Then Bethany tweeted without watching about it and Dorinda piggybacked off of it. So I'm going to say, I'm not saying it's the R word. What I'm saying is when I heard her on Clubhouse, I sent a message to my friend that kind of knows her and says, now, I don't think it's racism at all. I think there's some discriminatory thoughts and maybe a bit of bigotry there. I definitely believe that people would have saw a, I would bet money they would have saw a side of Dorinda with mm -hmm. Ebony mm -hmm. that they think they wouldn't. Well, just like Leah. Leah's no different. Leah's like all these women to me. She's just a younger Thank version. Thank you. Thank you. I, because Dorinda has had, has made such problematic comments and statements, and I'm sure a lot of them have even been edited out, but remember when they were talking about like, like they were doing like the dirty talk sex jokes at the mm -hmm. table when they were in, where were they? Vermont, uh, Vermont. Yep. And the butt sex thing. And yes. she was like, that's disgusting behavior. And I was like, wow. Okay. That's telling. Then when Leah had tattoos and the way she was acting about the tattoos and I was like, who is this person? Isn't she mm -hmm. supposed to be like no judgment? No one should judge yep. anyone else because we're all just having a good time. But it's she's she's a closeted, like prejudice. Yeah. Yes. Elitist person. Yes. 
Yes, that. But that I have to say, to the reason the reason you don't notice it is because she looks so terrible now. Her hair's a mess. Her clothes are. She's a mess. Like and honestly, she's playing off of Ramona. Yes, and Sonia, and Luann. And people say that Luann isn't self-aware. I believe she is, which is why, if you notice, there came a point last season when Luann just stopped talking and shut up. And listen, what she said off screen. Whatever. I was impressed. I was impressed by her ability to to learn just, that she needed to stop. Just be quiet so in those like, moments. Yeah, yeah. She, I agree. Ramona will never learn. Ramona, let's then transition now into Ultimate Girl Strip because what my my point of this is: here comes Ramona. They've watched all this footage. They've seen how she is on her season with Ebony, and they said we should cast her on Ultimate Girl Strip. With two other black women, knowing that uh, newsflash, the claim against her was corroborated. The crew's claim against her was corroborated. The racist claim against her by the crew member was corroborated. So you put her on a cast with not all white women, with black women, knowing that she's already been found guilty, if you will of saying racist things to do with black people. And you put, even if it was the, this is why we don't have black people on the show. Now you put her on a show with black woman, knowing that she cannot control her mouth. And once again, it's gonna be on the black woman to restrain themselves from going off on her because they will get that angry black woman narrative because people will say, oh, oh that's just Ramona. Well, it's not right. Uh-uh. So what do you mean? It's just Ramona. And now it's pr- like she proved it when she said, because when she, you know, goes and takes the room and she says in her confessional that like my fans are the ones that told me I should have the best room. Thank you. I was like, oh, no, we've like you guys literally we've created a monster. We've created we've given this woman a platform for too long. She's been that problematic fave of too many people. And now this abhorrent behavior has become applauded. And now she thinks that it's cute, but really it's a total it's a travesty that we have to still see a grown adult act like this all while calling Kenya Portia. And I was going to say what really got me with that was had she just said, I keep getting confused by Yeah, She said, I only know Portia. If you know Portia, you know, her and Kenya don't look alike except they're black. I, I only know Portia. Okay. So then, you know, that's not Portia. Right. She thought it was funny. And I'm going to tell you, this is a, a, I feel like it's a cultural thing sometimes, and it may not be, but I can only speak from where I sit. Do you remember on Utah, on the Real Housewives of Utah, when Mary and Lisa had their thing, they were arguing or whatever, which was so stupid. When Lisa was like, I'm going to Google it. Mary gets triggered (laughs) and says, "Um, is it because I'm black? And I was like, okay, Mary, that one, I don't think this is it, but Okay. But so they they do their thing, okay? And then Jenny comes over and says, everybody shut the F up and move on. Remember when she did that to Meredith? I said, oh, see, here's the thing. People that do that don't know black girls don't play like that. Because I wouldn't, ain't no grown woman can come to me and say that in a group. Because I would have been like, get your friend. So mm-hmm. when she said it to Meredith, there was no reaction. When she said it to Mary, you noticed. I said, oh, I think Mary had got a little hood for a minute. She said, oh, don't do that. Mm-mm, don't do that. She did do that. Ramona saying, Kenya, don't, you know, when she called her, you know, B-I-T, you know, bitch, we don't, you, like, we don't, who are you talking to? Because I don't know you. 
So I was like, I need people to understand. <laughs> Stop talking like that to people you don't know because Kenya is not really going to, but like she'll buck with Ramona. But I mean, if that had been a Porsche, we do know Porsche's gotten into three physical altercations at work. So you might've got, you know, it'd it, it been close. But just the, the, the entitlement that you think that you can just say, I would net like, and Ramona is a monster. Like, now. What? This must be the last time we see her. You but guys, you know, you know how she was with Kyle, right? In the when she was talking to Kyle about her body issues and telling her, "Don't get upset." So here's my thing. I said to myself, "See, this is why I, at first I didn't want to watch because I know people's commentary is going to be like, oh, Ramona has this side.' Oh, Ramona, and then I was like, you know what? That is Ramona. That 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 part is Ramona too." And then I thought back to what I've continuously said on my podcast. There is someone in the world that thinks the clue, the top of the Ku Klux Klan men is nice. So again, mm-hmm. Ramona's display of uh, care and affection towards Kyle. I'm sure that is a part of Ramona. Doesn't mean that she's not racist, bigoted, stereotypical, or, or has garbage ways. It just means... We just saw a segment of Ramona and she reserves it for who she wants to reserve it for. I'm going to even go further and say that sometimes when Ramona's being nice, it just feels like it's more for her anyway. It feels like she kind of likes the way she sounds when she's being comforting and kind yeah. to someone else because yeah. she knows that like that makes me likable. And she kind of gets this look on her face like it doesn't feel sincere at all. It feels performative. It feels yeah. like she knows that's how people um connect and so she fake connects to people like I don't ever buy Ramona's doing any sort of like kind compassionate thing it feels like it is she's just sort of doing it more for show yeah I can see that too actually being you know I could see a combination of both maybe like but again like like you said who cares who cares if Ramona who cares if Ramona can be kind of nice sometimes I've been watching this really annoying documentary on this guy the confessional killer and I don't even remember his name it's a horror I don't recommend it it's on Netflix no one watch it I've already stopped but it's about this guy who confesses to all these murders and it turns out he actually didn't do these murders but my (sighs) point is they know this guy is a murderer but even they like him like he's a serial murderer and he's kind of funny and they're laughing with him yeah. and the reporters. And so thank you guys. Someone can be a little nice sometimes. That's not, a, that's not, that's not thrilling. That's not innovative. That's not like game changing when it comes to Ramona. And it all. shows, it shows how I think people say these are just shows, but we know that they're TV shows and real emotions and real things. And people can be triggered by real things, but it also shows how easily manipulated people can be sometimes. Totally. To me, and now, and this is funny, the amount of people that said they like Kyle, I started laughing because I said, <laughs> for the people who like Kyle, they like Kyle. No, yeah, it's true. Some people just like Kyle. Yeah, I don't think Kyle's a fool. She has talked about these body issues. But I come here now and I try to play producer with Cynthia. So are you, well, I try to play producer on the plane after Kenya and Ramona, after the whole thing dies down, you notice Kyle says, so, so are we good? So how did we get, how did we get here? Oh, you thought people were going to talk about it like in Beverly Hills. No, they're not going to do that. Let's flash forward to, (laughs) 
her apologizing to Cynthia and she saying and she says so are you mad at Kenya and Cynthia said that's a Ken that's a Kenya and Cynthia conversation so now you're shut down so now let me continue to go into my insecurity so people can see me differently that's how that that's just that's my immediate impression I believe everything that she says is real we all have insecurities and triggers but we all also know that if we bring them up in certain times to certain people in certain situations they will absolve us of some things or make people look at us differently so I'm just saying I didn't even catch those producer moments but you're right she totally did because I actually was what it, okay so what i noted was that she wasn't quote in producer mode but what i think what i was noticing was that no one else was taking the bait yes <laughs> yes exactly when cynthia said oh that's my the, god I, that's the kenya and cynthia conversation kyle had nothing to say she and was she like kept saying, uh... i think i think cynthia's mad at me you wanted people to keep talking about it how many times did you how many times, Emily, if I did something to you, if I, cause I, did, I was with Cynthia on that. It wasn't about the game. People can think whatever they want about the game. I think Kenya could have phrased it in a way to Cynthia that also showed Kyle, you know what? Maybe we could try to do, they're not used to our game. So let's start out with something light for them. For you to waltz your behind down there an hour late eating and then say, they're marginalizing me. And I'm going to say this about Kenya. This is not the first time mm -mm. she's jumped in defense of a woman when it came to a woman of color. This had no issue. This wasn't a color issue. But the Garcelle and Kyle thing, Garcelle never called Kyle racist. She said, let's have a conversation. This is how people perceive Black people about not paying their bills. And then Kenya, you want to get your behind online weeks later and say, Kyle is not racist. Just like she said, Ramona is not racist. Why she's just an a-hole. Why are you talking, Kenya? Why? Why, I, why? Why? I don't understand. Speaking of not understanding why the audience is like, I love Kenya. I finally see it. I don't understand it because I'm like, she's still the same. In my opinion, it seemed like she needed, she's like, okay, hold on. I got to start up some drama. I got to do my typical Kenya thing because we've seen her do exactly this. We've seen her have this exact same energy um, where she like shows up, doesn't listen to anybody, and it's just like ordering the servants around. Yes. And I want water and being moody. Like we've seen this before. Um, and then she gets mad at cameras because she's not in the mood. And I just, I don't like this side. I don't like Kenya, period. We're gonna, we'll get into that because I want to like segue into something else with that. Yeah, because I don't okay. care for Kenya either, really. So, I feel like she was up getting her glam and she thought, okay, I got to start some drama. And so Cynthia is the easiest one to start drama with in Thank terms you. of, in terms of a long-term plan, because if she does it with anyone else, then she might have to keep the feud going like ac across the coast or whatever. She knows what they think of her. I think, didn't Cynthia, so she, Cynthia tell her everyone called me about you? Oh, or did she just I say that to I the camera? I can't remember, but you're right. That did happen. But I think that she thought, okay, perfect. I'll do this with Cynthia. This will Cynthia is easy to piss off because Cynthia is so sensitive. And so she knew she could get Cynthia by coming in late. She knows how rude it is to grab food. She knows that that's rude. She absolutely does. Producers are telling her they're all at the table waiting for you. Like someone's in there letting her know that. She stirred up some drama. She knew that would get everyone pissed. And then she found an even better opportunity because she found out that Kyle was complaining about Cynthia's game. And we all know how serious Boom. Cynthia takes her games. And she went, oh, no, that's and just so subtle. No, that's not cool. 
And like you said, she could have done it. If she really, really meant it, she could have done it. Cause I saw her point. I saw her point when she in her confessional said, you know, we could, we throw shade easily on Atlanta. We could play this game. No problem. But for a lot of other people, this may not culturally make sense because they're too sensitive for it. I agree with that. That is mm-hmm. true. But the way you did it, and the way you were late, and then the way you didn't let your friend have a moment with you on the yes. You are literally throwing your friend Cynthia under the bus because now you got a taste of that popular life. That And that's what it is to me, and she's trying to spin it. She's trying to say Cynthia is jealous because she's popular. I think that took the pressure off of Cynthia because I heard yes. someone say they don't think Cynthia fit in. No, no. Cynthia, Cynthia has been friends with Luann for years. I saw the she's pictures fine. of her at Lou's wedding. She's known all, she just didn't know no Kyle, but she's known those women. It's a, I know I used to have a friend that people could not stand and it was pressure every single time they were around so Cynthia did that whole presentation for yeah. you I, only, I think that was kind of to let the other ladies see a different side of Kenya she so, did her a solid yeah I definitely and then you turn around and throw your friend under like when she's like Cynthia we're here to make new friends but you don't have to play your old ones oh, yeah, I, not at the expense of your true friend who has been ride or die with you through the heart. I mean, it is really hard to have been team Kenya all these years, but Cynthia has done it. She has said it's a double standard. She has stood up. Even when I'm thinking you're being ridiculous, Cynthia, what are you doing? Stop attaching yourself. Nope. She has stood by you. And as soon as you get a taste of that popular life, because let's face it, when people are new, LVP used to do this too. LVP would latch on to new people because yeah. when they don't know your games, they're easy. Yeah. And they're charming. Teddy bear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so she's getting a taste of that popular life and she's, and it's very juvenile. She's like doing the, like, oh, Cynthia's not getting along with anybody else. I feel so yes. bad for her. Meanwhile, she's having heart to hearts with Kyle, heart to hearts with Teresa, heart to hearts with you. Melissa. So you better shut up to apologize. So you better stop. Yeah, I was like, and I didn't like how she went and told Melissa that Kenya was jealous of that. uh, Cynthia was jealous when Cynthia made that little thing on the beach. Like Kenya said, can you take a picture of me? And Cynthia says, where's your BFF, Melissa? I've done that to my friends before. Yes. And can I be honest with you? I have some friends that were so latched on to me that when they got other friends, they felt like I didn't care. So I would say little things like, mm-hmm, I see you posted on Facebook with your friends. I do friend. that. I do I'm, that for I, but sure. I, I really don't. I'm really glad that you have other people in your life. Really and truly. I was just on Instagram before we got on and there was this funny, this funny TikTok of this woman going. So I'm at my friend's house and she goes, I have another friend here. And I said, what was that? And that's all it is. That's all the TikTok is because we yeah. can make jokes. Right. Like, like. You're not supposed to have another friend. That's I it. Really, I don't. I don't want to be your only friend. But it's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> and I get that Cynthia might be sensitive about it, but why does Kenya seem to enjoy that? Enjoy. And I was going to say, in that instance, I feel like Cynthia can see Kenya's game, and that's why she's upset. Exactly. It's like it's a it's a heartbreak. It's like, wow, you really are doing this. You really are playing. This is your card that you're playing. Yep. She didn't go notice. Last season on Atlanta, when Latoya came and Latoya and Kenya took a liking to each other, Cynthia made her shady comments in the confessionals about that, but it was not displayed throughout the season. Cynthia could care, you know, so it's like, I I don't think she cares. So 
talking about Kenya now. Okay. So we just had the Potomac reunion and mm-hmm. I felt because I know that you love Candace and I can't, this is why I want to get your hot that. take on that. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you know, what I'll say is I'm a fan of being fair and telling the truth. That's Got what it. I, okay. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Uh, so with, with, when like Candace, when see when Candace said um, that the problem isn't me, the problem is that everyone can't keep up with me. I agree. It reminded me though of when Kenya said that after Portia attacked her, and everyone like I love how when Portia attacked Kenya, no one went to Kenya, everyone went to Portia. Like that is telling because, mm-hmm. in all honesty, if anyone had a scepter in my face and then That's- and then a uh, bullhorn in my face, it's like I don't. I'm actually that was a lesson for Bravo producer right there and Andy like y'all should have stepped in sooner that was a violation right there and you guys so, kept thinking it was funny you read that you read the book and you read what Carlos King said about that right no so this is why and I know this is going to sound may sound trite to some people but this is why it's important to have people of all colors on production yes so if you go back and watch Carlos got to her very fast he said he saw Kenya bring out the scepter and he took the chair he was in and scooted it closer. He said, because I know from being raised by all black women, when you point something in a black woman's face, it's going to go down. He said, when Portia jumped up, he was already running to the set. He said, and everybody else was sitting there looking at him. Like, why was he running? Oh, he said, because when a black woman jumps up, which is true, if I, if me and you were going back and forth arguing, if I jump up, I'm either thinking you're going to hit me or I'm going to hit you. So let me get ready. So it's very important to have people that can relate to the culture that you're producing. So that's how he was able to pull her. But for Kenya to say they can't keep up, ma'am, you had a, you had props in her face. Okay. Had nothing to do with your tongue. Got it. Have you heard Portia's tongue? Portia is one of the sharpest yes. shooters with her tongue. So it's like, no, Kenya. And people think Kenya is a, a masterful reader. I don't think she is. I think I don't either. Portia and Nini are readers. Kenya knows how to say hurtful things, which we're talking about Potomac and how Candace said that people can't keep up. I was on my Patreon the other day and I said, I think as Kendrick always says, I'm not telling you what's right. I'm asking you to be fair. Kenya has called Nini a moose for how many seasons? Yeah. They called Kenya, Kenya more whore an oatmeal pie face for how many seasons? Kenya talked about Phaedra being fat when they did the donkey video. For how many seasons? Candace says, yo mama and the world is on fire. Sheree said, get your body done. Kenya, I mean, get get your body done. No, I think Nene said to Sheree, get your body done. Sheree said, get your teeth done. She goes, they're done. They're They're done. done. (laughs) How many times? Marlo told Kenya, no wonder your mama don't want you because you're mean. And that then was... used a homophobic slur when they when she was arguing with Sheree yep. in Africa. So I say all this to say, if we're going to keep count, Jennifer, Candace tossed a butter knife. After she told a woman, I to still, get I out still don't think, I hate when people talk about that butter knife incident. But like they don't it's... talk about Jen Aiden tossing all of the silverware, they say she understood the assignment. She tossed silverware across a table full of people and said, I just wanted her to pay attention. She tossed silverware twice. And Melissa got up and said, 
don't you dare don't you ever ashley i see when they were on that couple's trip ashley who looks more like you than like me and has different hair when she was addressing chris candace was calm at that point and ashley starts doing all this pointing nobody called her aggressive Mm. oh what happened you're right ashley really does get away with a lot Ashley gets away with a lot. And I, I will give you that. And I think that's what makes me so crazy about like, I, I'm very fair. I will always be like, even if I love a housewife one day, the next day I'm like, it's It's hard, but it's okay. I'm mad. They did something wrong. Like I was loving Jen, but then the way she uh, talked about sexual harassment (sighs) And Teresa, I was done with both of them then. I was very mad. And then I also heard that Jen Aiden is mean to retail staff. And I said, that's it. We are now in a fight with Jen. Oh, girl, because that is a no-no. Don't ever be mean to staff. I've been in customer service for too long. And and can I say too, we're commentators on this stuff. But let's say you were on a show and I met you through commentating. And then we developed our own personal relationship not just phone calls here, like actually became friends. I'm going to follow B Scott and how B lets people know up front. Check this out. I talk about everybody else, but I'm not getting ready to talk about my sister. So whoever, so I would say, I want y'all to know something. Emily is my friend. We are actually friends in real life. Mm. If you come here for me to talk about Emily, I'm not going to do it. And, cool. that's just that. and then you say it up front. That way we're not looking for you to say something. And then we're like, well, you're being a hypocrite. None of us are friends with these women. So it's like, I don't understand why people can't. I think we all bring our own personal situations in watching. So I don't know if you listen to my podcast with Christina. I love her so much. She talked about why, as we were talking, why Candace triggered her. She's six foot size 11 shoe. So when Candace said, with your big hands and big feet. So then I said, well, what about Giselle? Because Giselle said it too. People, mm-hmm. how, do, how do people forget that Giselle said it? Mm-hmm. I was triggered because I have always had body image issues myself. And mm-hmm. I'm like, in my opinion, like 30 pounds heavier than I'd ever like to be. You're gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you. But I, I, it's it's a soft spot for me. And so when she, because she's like, she's someone who would intimidate me in real life, little petite women totally intimidate me. Yes. Because I'm, they're just something I'm not. And I've always, it's always been a trigger for me because like, for example, one of my good friends, uh, shout out to Bailey, if you're listening, but she's tiny, like she's like, five feet she's a spinner uh she's a spinner <laughs> i love that word and, she's, and she is like a teeny tiny just petite in every which way and every time i'm with her i feel like i'm the giant next to her and like i don't want to take any photos with her and so i i think what happens to me is when candace is so shameless about talking about someone's body i'm like she would do that to me now do you think it's funny because I, someone else said that to me and i said would you would you have came for her? Like, because if we look at the instances of why it's happening and I know what you mean when you say about the petite and this, but I I had a friend, she wasn't short. She was tall. She was so thin. And she used to get so irate when people would say, 
oh, you're so skinny. She was like, do you know how many nights that I've cried? I do not even have to wear a bra. I'm as flat as a board. I have no hips. I don't like my body. She mm-hmm. said, and if I were to say to somebody, well, you're so fat, then I would be in the wrong. So yeah. them continually talking about my skinny body makes me so upset. So I was like, well, I mean, what can I even say to Here, that? The thing I will say about with the Candace is I do agree that people come for her. And like, the, here's, here's where I get, this is where, so like, I agree with everything you said, like when Jen threw the silverware, I was irate. Like, I was like, no, you guys, you can't let her just throw silverware. Granted, I still don't understand why it was a big deal that Candace threw the butter knife. Because people don't use their own logic. Because I was like, guys, she just had something in her hand and she was just, I mean, I thought it was disgusting that Ashley came back in the house. And see, that. See, that's my thing. I'm like, why are we not more mad? Why are we just, wait? like you antagonized Candace to the point where she was obviously going to get mad. Thank then she you. got really mad and it's like her fault. So I'm right there with you where I don't think that that instance is proof of anything. Right. I'm like, that's kind of more Ashley's fault and your Ashley, fault. You were- Giselle's the one who was like, we're going to go back inside. I'm like, Giselle. Well, did you read what she said in the book? And then now on the reunion, Ashley, you, you want to bruise it against Candace? She said in the book, Candace should thank me for that scene. Uh, who yeah. said that, Giselle? Yeah. Giselle. So that's what I, but why do you think Giselle gets away with? Giselle got away with talking about a, a child's paternity. Yeah. Yeah. No, Giselle is dirty and nasty. But the thing is, it's just like her, Karen is too. They do it. Can- they do it with style. Karen is out. And that's what I don't like. And I think that's what, again, I go back to society would rather be told a lie if it won't make them cry. Society likes passive aggressiveness. Mm. I can be passive aggressive, but I would much rather be in your face. I don't know, though, if that's 100% what I would call Giselle, because I don't like passive aggressive. I think that she like when her and Karen were sparring at the reunion, she was able to laugh. Yeah, she was able to laugh like Giselle does recognize that this is a game and she is playing a game. Mm -hmm. Uh, She even does it better than Karen because Karen gets really heated and will go too far. Um, But it's the Candace. She cannot take any ownership. And that's where I get scared. That's where she makes me feel dangerous. And that's where I disagree because I think people confuse accountability and ownership with an apology. Okay. Taking, when you take ownership, you say, yes, I've done these things and she's done that. But so then no remorse, isn't that kind of scary too? Like if you've really heard somebody, the other, have any of the other, did Giselle didn't show any type of remorse for bringing up a rumor about her castmate having an affair and the baby not being hers. Karen didn't show any kind of remorse True. for calling HR to get, you were trying to get Candace fired. And with the whole, with the Karen story, let's go back to the end of last season at the reunion. And I was so mad. Andy didn't go into it. The reason that Monique knew that there was a dinner where a plot was being set up to bring her child's paternity up. Monique and Candace weren't in the best spot. Candace called Karen and said, Karen and I, I mean, Monique and I aren't in the best spot. Can you call her and let her know what the women were talking about? Karen calls Monique and then says, oh, your girl didn't tell you and made it seem as if she was calling on her own and that Candace didn't tell her to call her. So okay. Karen was playing and they brought, it came up at the end of the reunion last year, but Andy didn't go into it. I wanted to know, 
Karen, why didn't you tell Monique? By the way, Candace had your back and wanted me to call you because you weren't in, in the best spot. Then you turn around and go to HR and tell them your concern for my mental health because I told you to go burn an eternal hell when you called Giselle a broken whore from Hampton and never took ownership. She said, I apologize to Hampton University, but not to Giselle. And that stuff about Giselle, allegedly, if you go look up the divorce decree, it confirms the hot box thing. Do you ever, um, do you think that, because like when you're watching Candace go off, are you like, that was justified? Or do you ever go, oof, that was too far? I go, mm, but I don't go, I don't go, that was too far because okay. my, whole, my whole thing is, oh, that's my lung. If I walked <laughs> up to you and I'll, I'm going to use uh, uh, Zell from Who Asked Me podcast. She said, if I walk up to you and kick you in your balls, I can't then tell you how much it hurt. It didn't hurt that much. So when these women are saying things, when they're laughing on TV about her mom and saying, child, Dorothy said this, or her mom said that, or saying things about Candace, talking about her husband, who am I to, that's a trigger for her. Just like it's a trigger for you when I said X, Y, and Z. So as people, we have to understand that everyone has a different bar. Mm. So I can't expect Emily to be okay with me saying, coming at her and saying something and thinking, well, wait, Emily, you went too low. Emily doesn't have the same bar as me. You know what? I have to say something, girl, you can, you have a, a, your mind retains an amazing amount of detail because you can, like, you have just managed to remind me of like 80 scenarios that are all true and accurate. And I'm sitting here so impressed. Like she's not wrong about X, Y, Z. And then want to be a lawyer. And oh, my girl, dad used it to is tell impressive. Me, look, my dad used to tell me if you're going to argue a case, you need to state you need your facts need to hit like a Mike Tyson punch so people can't recover. And it's funny because my booze and I'm gonna call them out, but shout out to know that podcast, Quinn and Donnie. Quinn says I'm a Candace apologist. I'm not a Candace apologist. I don't like when people, and I'm going to shout somebody else out. As Kendrick said, he learned in school, you can't know the facts of a case and only take the ones that support your argument. So that's where I get with, I didn't like Candace and see, well, let me be clear. I never cared for Monique when she came on from day one. And Same. I never cared for Candace from day one, mm -hmm. but I started seeing what the things that they were saying and doing. And I'm like, Y'all are hitting those buttons. So when they say can't, and you could argue your mama is a childish comeback. It is. But guess what? My son told me about someone saying to him, it was about two years ago. I thought it was last year. Him and his friends were outside because it was COVID. So they gathered at a park. And then one of his friends got up to leave. And my son's the only black one there at that time because his other friends that were black weren't there. And the boy says, I'm getting ready to go to the country club and play tennis. They don't allow black people there. <gasps> and my son said, what did you say? I'm getting ready to go to the country club and um, play tennis. And basically his parents knew my mom and dad, they know they don't allow black people there. And I said, and so what I said, I said to my son and his mama. And then I was like, oh, I, should, I shouldn't have said that. Ah! So I have to say something. I don't like, again, hot take again. It's hot takes with Taria. That is what these episodes will be called. I'm not kidding. Hot takes with Taria. And then anytime you come on, it's going to be called that because that's what these are. 
Um, I don't think that your mama jokes. Um, I think that they were, I think it was, it's kind of like when, um, heavenly does it on married to medicine. It's like a knee jerk involuntary insult because it doesn't literally mean your mom. That's, and that's what I, that's what I said. It's almost like cussing. That's what I said. And I, I talked to, I told my mom, cause she had missed some episodes my mom said, and she's not the biggest fan of Candace either. Well, I'm not going to say, say either because I like her in the sense of like what she does outside the show. And like I said, there have been times when I winced, but there have also been times when I felt like, mm, if that were me, I might would have. I, Taria, would probably remove myself from this situation, but I'm not on a show. You know what I'm saying? So, and when I line it up with things that, we we accepted across the board from housewives so my mom said well what happened and I was telling her and I was like man and Candace said your mama and she didn't know about me as mama and my mom said and if and so what if she did because as Stephanie I, I was screaming with her and Kendrick's episode because she's right when people try to say in the hood you don't say your mama in the hood they would have said your mama's a crack head yes that's what they would have said so let's not act like this like when Giselle when she said we call it Jonan and Giselle kind of leaned over and I can I can guarantee where Candace's mouth came from I wonder if she was bullied if anybody watched an episode of Blackish Dre taught Junior about the dozens because I don't know if he was getting bullied and people were messing with him what the dozens is you learn how to crack on people. So I'm going to pinpoint everything that I know you're insecure about. And when you go to bully me and make fun of because I don't wear name brand clothes and all the kids are laughing. Oh, I'm funny. And I'm cracking. And they call it the dozens or, or I'm cracking on you so bad. The other kids are now laughing and they're mm. not making fun of me anymore. So I guarantee Candace went to an all white school. She said she got talked to her skin color, got talked about. She learned how to use her mouth to cut. And so they, y'all know this. So like, why would you, if I was arguing with Candace, I'm going to have a file folder to be like, because she's going to fire back at me. And so I think that that's what it is. It's not like she's going up to people and starting. Giselle talked, Giselle and Robin were talking about her mom. And yeah, Candace's mama said she wants her to pay for her new house. And we're saying all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So Candace tweeted, worry about you and your $900,000 tear down. Now we come on the show the next season and Giselle's feelings are hurt. Yeah. What did Candace say? Giselle wanted Candace to apologize. And she said, mm -mm. was that I, last season or that was last I think season, it was right? last season, right? Yeah. yeah. And she said, I said it. I said what I said. You said what you said. Let's move on. So to go back to the accountability thing, I've seen people say that Candace doesn't take accountability. And I had this conversation with my husband and before I could even finish, he said, People are confusing accountability and apology and people want Candace to be sorry for what she said. She said, I'm very aware of what Giselle said. Sometimes I look in your eyes and you're not there. And Candace said, I'm there. I'm aware of what I'm saying. I am aware. And I'm letting you know, if you continue to come for me, I will come for you. And for Ashley to sit on that stage and act like um, when she went and signed, wrote that statement for Monique and she couldn't have wrote about, because Monique is a great mom, you know, all of that. She could have wrote that. She wrote against Candace and the incident that she provoked. She said, I didn't think she'd be upset. Remember last season when she told Robin and Giselle, well, now we're even, I guess we're even. Oh, I don't remember. See how you remember everything. Yeah, she said we're even. Ooh. 
So, and I think that's the thing that bothers me. And I recognize we as black people, some, cause my friend, my friend is like a, when I tell you, people say they're ride or die. People act like they're going to run their mouth and do all this. If I called my friend right now and said, yo, so-and-so just said this, she would put on her shoes and want to come. And I'd be like, no, 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 no. So when I say she's about it and she always says, because people always run their mouth. So I said, well, why don't you like Candace? And she would say, because she runs her mouth. And I'd say, who does she run her mouth to? Giselle and then because they come for her. Oh, so you just answered your own question. And I think people look at Candace and black people. Who is this dark skinned girl that comes from money? And I don't identify with a family that comes from money who's not afraid that she comes from money to be able to think she can do and say anything she can to these women who, in spite of what we tell ourselves, you still associate with beauty because they're fair skinned with the blue eyes and the blonde hair. And so that a lot of that comes with it too. People don't have a problem watching Atlanta and Nini almost spitting on Kenya, Kenya calling Nini a moose. Uh, what's her name? Kenya told Kim that she tucked, but people didn't like him. People have no problem watching. But and then when Kim was gone, a whole cast of black women and none of them look like Giselle and Robin tear each other down and call each other names. And they don't have a problem with that. They don't have a problem with a group of white women talking about their fertility and calling each other names. But then you get this dark skinned black woman that has the nerve to come at these light skinned, more palatable women that you don't remember that Ashley um, said Monique was drunk driving on TV. Make no mistake. I made no mistake and intimated. That's why she had a miscarriage. And y'all forget that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I have to give you a round of applause here. (laughs) And I didn't mean, this is why I wanted, no, this is why I wanted to have you on. No, no, it's not. It's that because I appreciate that though, because I, I've never called for Candace to be fired ever. I've never been one of That's those. That's rare people. that I do that too. That's rare that I was like, yeah, I've never really been like, I've never been like fire them because I, but I, I, the outrage over her is almost universal. And that, yeah. um, but I feel like we're missing things. And so this is kind of, I was like, this was what I was most excited to talk about because you are like a computer. Whenever I listen to your podcast, you remember every detail that supports your argument. And it's like, she's not wrong. You even remember other franchises, like you remember (laughs) everything. And I'm someone who needs like copious notes in order to remember one episode. (laughs) Sometimes I'll make notes, but, or sometimes I'll just, I'll say, you know, how your brain can almost touch down and you're like, I'm almost there. Not quite. Wait, there's a reference in there somewhere. You know what I think we are missing from the reunions is someone with your catalog of a memory. Like, I feel like we should have a segment like <laughs> pops up <laughs> like whenever they're going back and forth and they're like, cause you said this, you could be like, actually, and then you, but, can- you sound like my mom. She goes, <laughs> we were talking and she goes, um, oh, this, you know, and you're, and our moms love us. Right. So of course they cheer for us. But so months and months back, I was it last year I did, I was in the watch what happens live audience and guess who happened to be there? Kenya. And I was like, <laughs> but I, I, I call, I manifested it. I'm telling you, because I said, watch it be Kenya. So I asked her a question. So when I came on screen, 
she caught me off guard because she said, hey, gorgeous. I said, now, do I like you? I said, I love her. Thank you. (laughs) Right, right. But so my mom was like, you were looking so pretty. You look just, you look like you could be one of the house. I said, go ahead, girl. She looked like she could be one of the housewives, right? So we're talking. I was like, mom, I would never want to do that. I want to talk about them and interview them. And she said, Andy, could, you could get dressed up fancy. And whenever someone says something, Andy can say, Taria, you'd be like, actually. So it's I need it. That's that. I, she's not, that's exactly the segment we need because you don't even need notes. You're like, I already got this. And actually you said this in season three and then season two, you did this. And then it's, it's masterful. Well, and you know what? I listen to other people and I retain information. So Marissa, um, bespoke voice, shout out to my girl, Marissa. She's the one that reminded me of the Jen Eden thing. And I was like, you're exactly right. You so I could, I, nailed it. Because I just feel like, like my dad said, we can't, if I were to say, I didn't used to always say, I I didn't care for Monique. I didn't care because I really couldn't really, it was just a feeling I had. But then when I was able to see different things, then I could put a voice to it. So my dad said, words matter and you need to support your argument. I mean, even though I didn't care for Monique, I didn't like what they did to Monique last year, which is doubly disgusting that Giselle said, if Mia would have clocked you. Because hot take, I didn't have a problem with the fight, the fighting. It was who she fought because we knew what Giselle did, but people were okay with her fighting Candace. And then we get to the reunion and she murdered Giselle with a binder and everybody was glad. So I was like, I didn't have a problem with the fighting and I don't like how they sat her around the table and basically told her you made black women look bad for fighting. Cause I posted that from somebody else on my page. And now she's literally saying, if Mia had to hit you, what's different about Mia? I couldn't believe more she, like Giselle. I couldn't believe when Karen. she said that too. Yeah. Yeah. Does Mia look more like Giselle and Karen and it, Ashley or, or like Wendy and Candace? Oh, sh- is that so colorism is real on this show for you. Karen said, Gis- uh, Wendy didn't fit the aesthetic. When did she say that? Well, let, let me back up. Per Giselle on the chat room, because I watched it. She said, Karen said, Wendy didn't fit the aesthetic. And see, this is how you know that Giselle deep down just really doesn't care because as a lighter skinned woman, you know how darker skinned women are treated. And even if Karen did say that, by you saying that, it's going to hurt your friend, Wendy's feelings and can maybe trigger some things in her. Karen said she didn't say it. So somebody's lying. And so somebody just said it then. And that we do know that Karen lies because she was called out at this reunion. But yeah, yeah, that Wendy didn't fit the aesthetic. And if you notice, notice how Giselle, when she got caught in the lie in Williamsburg, um, when Karen was funny to Giselle, when she was like, there you go, starting your mess, you left. And she said, because the host didn't speak to me, they flashed back to Wendy speaking to her. And Wendy got up and said, that's a lie. That's a lie. But the FaceTime, I did. Why are you being aggressive? Why are you combative? Notice the words that Robin and Wendy, that Robin and Giselle are using towards Wendy. And notice Wendy at times when, when they would be like, you're combative, stop yelling. Wendy would be like, I'm not yelling. But people, have a, people are having a problem with Wendy's response to them always talking about her. What, where is the cry for them body shaming Wendy? But have you noticed that people call Luann, Luman? 
Yeah. Told her she's like a man. People laugh. I've always Candace, thought that was messed up. Me too. Candace calls me a handsome on Twitter and she's homophobic or transphobic. She's transphobic. She talked about Giselle's hands and feet. Mia posts a picture of Candace's feet. Well, where's the picture of Giselle's feet? Because Giselle said, don't talk about her mama. Talk about her big hands and her big feet. So I think about all the things. I'm like, I literally heard some of the same people talk about Candace being transphobic, talking about Luann's voice register. And I have a deep voice. So I know I can, I sometimes wonder, does that hurt her feelings or is she, people say that Luann is self-absorbed, but is it a self-protection kind of mode? I think Luann is genuinely a narcissist. I think she like has like a personality disorder where she's incapable of like in her world, she's not, but that's, it's like, she's incapable of seeing another person's perspective because she's only existing from her own. Okay. So like, that doesn't mean she doesn't get hurt then. Cause like, okay. Okay. Cause I always look at narcissists, like they pretend to be the victim, but not ever actually really. I think she is hurt. Yeah, no, she like, it's like, it's perfect when she's smoking the cigarette with Jules after (laughs) Bethany screamed at her and Jules is talking about how her dad is dying. And she's like, I just can't believe the way Bethany spoke to me as she, and and then she's like, well, my dad's dying. And she's like, I mean, it was just, can you believe how she talked to me? Totally unaware. See, see, you just did the same thing because I'm like thinking of girl's trip and how she's talking about her marriage and how this is the most emotion we've ever seen out of Luke other than don't let it be about Tom. So yeah, like you just said, you're right. You point, you point to that. And there's so many other instances that backs up. Which is what emotions. makes her funny. It's what makes yes. her really funny because I'm like, yeah. she truly has, she could have no clue what's going on around her, but she's like, exactly, exactly. What I just said is the most important thing. It's like, no, Luann, we've changed the subject three times. She's like, that's what I thought talking about my show. We've literally changed the subject. subject Luann, three. what are you talking about? Like, she's just totally self-absorbed. Like, so remember funny. when she said to Sonia, um, because she was she was saying that Carol and and maybe Heather were jealous of her. Yeah, she goes. Do they have a number one song on iTunes? Uh, class with the Countess, and and literally, Sonia <laughs> goes, no, because that's your name. What are you talking about? <laughs> Yes. why would they have yes. that but she's just so in her own thing and the fact that she goes so quickly to they're just jealous I'm like I think you truly think that that right because it, it's yeah I, I know somebody who would go I know somebody who would go to they're just jealous and I'm going to tell you it's it's so funny she was fairer skinned and her mom was very fair skinned and her mom would always say they're just jealous of you because of your call so so in her mind Every single person, because I would look at her sometimes and be like, "Is she for real?" I would kill for Luann's confidence. I would kill for like a quarter of her confidence. This woman went to jail. Was publicly like, obviously, if she was a black woman, she would have been in prison for a while. mm -hmm. Because, like, let's face it, she was. She kept saying, "I got stuck in the system." I'm like, "Can you stop? Can you stop?" She bit the sand, the bologna sandwich, and. Or what about when she went to that, uh, that, uh, that, what was the, the something fortune society. fortune society. And she's the only white person there talking to a whole room of black people saying that she knows what it's like to be caught in the system. I'm like, these people have served like 25 years <laughs> and you were there for a day. Like, and you broke it and you violated your probation like seven times and, and never once done. went th- you have no idea about the justice system that we really deal with in this country. Right. Luann, so 
I will kill you. And anytime anybody tries to explain to her, like, well, you weren't really, she's like, I know I really was. And they're like, no, 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 you weren't. She's like, exactly. I was there. No, Luann, you're not hearing me. She's like, I I know what it's like. I've been behind bars. You never mind. And then you just give up because you realize she's never going to get it. You're like, never mind. Can I just say that was another point to my, I never cared for Leah, but after Luann did that. And remember when she brought the girls to get makeovers? Yes. Um, And Leah, Leah, who is so down and so connected to the culture, couldn't put aside her thing for Ramona, but Ramona, and she kept saying Ramona was fake with the women, but at least she stayed there. And for that moment made them feel like they were important to her. You couldn't even stay. That was the first uh, thing I like I screen recorded and posted that clip of you saying that um, on your podcast. Yeah. Whenever I first found your podcast, because I was like, oh, my God, bulb on because you're right. She couldn't put it aside. And that was Miss Allyship. But she had to prove that Ramona was wrong and leave. I thought that was such a valid point because she's very much a performative ally in every which way. Like she's got the athleisure wear married to the mob. It's very, you, you, we all know what it is. We all know what it is. When she said she invented streetwear, it's like, hello. When she said she invented streetwear, I'm like, have you been around since what the late seventies? What are you talking about? Which that, then I made the call. Kamorley Simmons come to the Real Housewives of New York. Oh, that would be. Can you imagine? Would she do it? You think? Did you watch her at her her reality show that she had? No, I didn't have cable first like a decade. So I missed a lot of good shows. She was something else. I think she'd be good. And she would would she do you think she'd sign on? I don't know, because, you know, how sometimes people feel like they're. Well, they're too big, like, because it's hard to be on a, it's one thing to have your own show. Yeah. When they they get these spinoffs, it's a lot more fun. Like Portia's having the time of her life. It's just her world of people. When you're forced to be on a cast of equally strong women who are going to be combative, it's so not as fun and it sounds exhausting. And you can't control the narrative. Exactly. It's like like, Kenya made a good point. Portia can control maybe the narrative over on her show. Now, final question, then we'll wrap up. Okay. Okay. So. When you do you see any comparison of Kenya to Candace? Yes, I do. Okay. Okay. So I I just I, see I how they to, look. <laughs> okay. Um, but I I feel like sometimes like the victimization and the hypocrisy, but I guess on Potomac, you've done a really good job of reminding me that everyone is hypocritical on that show. They they, they just all are like they when, all do the same thing. When Ashley said Candace never takes accountability. And you talked about your body shaming. You were literally arguing with Sharice and said, get out of my face with your saggy titties. And then on Watch What Happens Live said, you never said it. And then they rolled the clip and said, oh, I guess I said it. And I think to me, people want to see struggle, right? So they see a Monique who said that she was homeless and I applaud her for coming up out of that or anybody. Because let me tell you, there were times when I was like clinging to like, I felt like everything I had by the skin of my teeth right so I you know you always want to strive to be in a better place if you can but they look at a Giselle or they look at a uh I can't even use Robin they look at a Giselle look at a Karen look at an Ashley who came up because they found these rich men oh Monique got her a baller but then we preach about and that's what I say about the black community but then we preach about 
generational wealth. And then when we see it, we don't like it. Robin, you come from that. Robin, your mom used to have to pay your bills. Robin, you just said on your podcast last month, your mom pays your sorority dues still. So come on. And I'll, I'll tell you, I don't, did I, t- I don't know if you've heard, but I had said when I listened to their podcast last month, I think it was like the last episode that I listened to other than when Kendrick was on. Um, Robin was telling the story. Somebody wrote in and asked both of them, have they ever tried to be passed to be white? And so Giselle said, no. But her uncle, her dad's brother does. He lives his life as a white man. So the family has disowned him. Mm -hmm. And so like completely lives the life. Have you ever seen Imitation of Life? No. It's where a mother is a black mother and the daughter's black, but they think she's white. So she lives her life passing and basically cuts off conversation like with her mom because she wants people to think. Whoa. It's white. It's, It's deep. Yeah. Like you want to talk about like, passing and like that movie is so uh robin says well i've never tried to pass but i'm gonna tell you a story i went on a cruise with me my girlfriend me and my girlfriends went on a cruise and there was a white guy there and he took a liking to us and he was buying us things and immediately my mind went went to well isn't a cruise all inclusive what is he buying and then i was like focus focus but could there could be things that he could be buying them clothes or whatever but anyway she said he was buying them things and then I don't know if he saw black people. She never said, but she said, he said derogatory things about black people. And Giselle said, so did you say something to him? She said, no, all my girlfriends were light-skinned and we realized that he didn't know we were, he didn't know we were black. So we just got away from him and just made sure not to interact. So y'all didn't tell him that y'all were a group of black women. Y'all let him think y'all were white after what he's and he said derogatory things about black people i'm sorry that tells me a lot but you didn't say nothing and then if you believe the lipstick alley boards there was like a this deep dive on robin and how they say that she used to moderate a lipstick alley account and there's a picture of juan dixon and the beautiful gabrielle union because allegedly they used to date and they have dates and this person that is supposed to be robin that like when I tell you, these people are brilliant, like they need jobs in the FBI. Like they found out like Robin has said her dog's name and then they realized, oh, that's the name of the moderator's dog. That, like, it, but it was so much more than that. But the person that's supposed to be Robin commented back, she's too dark for one. Hmm. And I was like, that's. Hmm. So I just say all that to say, yeah, they're all hypocrites. But did, Robin even said to, about Candace, she's just better at it. And I will say, Wendy, to end that, Wendy made a good point. Ashley said there was no colorism on the cast. Wendy said, you benefit from it. So you don't get to say it. So that will be like a man telling us, there's no ceiling when it comes to women making money. I look around and I don't see it. You don't get to tell me that because you're not a woman. So Ashley lives her life her treatment, I'm going to tell you, is different than a lighter skinned woman. I had two daughters and individually, thank God they're better. They're like so much further now. They, they appreciate, um, they love being black but when they were younger, they struggled with it because of the things they would hear people say about dark skin girls. So, and these were my daughters. So when I see stuff like that, 
I don't even think about myself. I think about my daughters. Like I need my daughters to be confident in the skin that they're in. And let me tell you, you can't tell them girls nothing now because I made sure to tell them they're beautiful. They're this, you know, but it's, it's, it's hard. And I wish that Potomac would, I wish that the women would agree to even have the conversation, but they just deny it. If you go back to um, Atlanta last year, it was a moment to me that was, that stood out because as much as I didn't like Kenya, she was classy in this moment. And it was almost like her being like, sis, for real, let's talk about this. Eva is gorgeous. Light skin, light eyes, that soft hair. And Eva said nappy head on the show. Kenya checked her for it and said, Eva, a black woman like you, it hits differently when you say that. And even though Eva felt like, well, I'm black too, I can say it. Kenya was trying to let her know you need to consider your other, you know, brown or sisters. And I thought that was such a classy moment as compared to Potomac when they wanted yeah. to have the conversation. I actually would agree with that. I, I, because uh, Quinn, when I went on Know That Pod. Mm, uh, that was so funny. Touched. You were hilarious. Oh, thanks. I felt so like, good. you know, when you, you know, it was my first time doing it. So I was so nervous. And so listening back, all I heard was like me being nervous and talking too fast. You know how that is when you yeah. like when you're it's like the first time doing something. But, you know, I've taken my notes. I have ideas now. Guys, go listen to her on Know That. <laughs> she was really good. Like I was playing it when me and my husband were working in the new house. Oh. And I was like and I re- when you were like talking about I'm curious, Donnie, how do you have Quinn in your phone? I played that back like four times, cracking up. <laughs> that whole segment was amazing. Um, I, a glimpse into their marriage. I'm obsessed with like the fact that we get this hilarious glimpse yes. into their marriage now because now it's just the two of them. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I was unaware of how colorism affects specifically black women more so than men. And Quinn opened my eyes. He's like, because the it's like the darker you are, the more masculine you are. Therefore, mm-hmm. that doesn't bother me as a black man, but as a black woman. I'm like, oh, and I've thought about it ever since we talked and I've like done more research on it because it's just fascinating to me, the different struggles that you go through as a black woman compared to a white woman, um, as if being a woman isn't hard enough. Let's make it not just a black woman. Now let's make you a dark skinned black woman. Like we just, so I was surprised that Ashley, who clearly is mixed and Mm -hmm. very light skinned. I was surprised she didn't just stop and say, you know what? I don't, I can't speak to that because I wouldn't be affected by it. She absolutely wouldn't. I, and then I just think that they should have. a white man and look at her children. Yeah. I just really think that it should have. I, I was surprised that Karen just uh, all of them, maybe because they're nervous about the repercussions of it, the backlash, well, but I'm like, it would have been a cool moment just to watch them say, you know what? We can't speak to this. We don't see it because we don't experience it. Robin and Giselle did an interview with the Jasmine brand, I think months ago. And they asked them, what do you think about Candace and her talking about colorism? It's dumb. It's dumb. Giselle, you have two darker skin daughters. The twins. I hope. I wonder what they think when they're watching this, because remember when she said uh, it was either season one through three, she said her twins used to think she was white. So they clearly know that there's a difference. So it's really hard. And Candace, I don't think people like where she brought it up, but I knew what she was trying to say. Yeah, I don't think people about the hair comment. Now, the tweet that started it all. You notice people keep saying, uh, bringing up her tweet, overseer. Number one, I have to say, 
growing up, we had a blue dictionary and my dad would randomly open it and make me spell words and the depth, like all of that stuff. So I'm a good speller, but not a good typer. I tell you all the time, Siri hates me because I use speak to text and my words come out wrong. But so real quick, so I'm very big on knowing the meaning of words. So now I will say this. I, I think Candace, maybe she did, maybe she didn't, but I kind of think she did know where people's mind would go to when she said, where is your overseer? That's not where my mind went to. Overseer means someone who supervisors. There are positions in church that they call an overseer because oh. they oversee a set of ministries. So an oh. overseer is a supervisor. And that's why she up. said, I didn't say slave. You said slave. You said slave. So it's like, since, since y'all want to be, she's right. She okay. did. If you go by Merriam Webster, overseer means a person who supervises, right? And then it also has other meanings, but that whole, and where is your income roach? People couldn't trace, people didn't trace the lineage. I'm being funny. Uh, the tweet, the beginning of the tweet, it started with Ashley tagging Chris and saying, Candace, mama need to cut the purse strings and all this stuff. Candace came in and said, I'm going to ask you to stop tagging my husband. And it was going back and forth. And Ashley was like, with your dry straw hair. And Candace said, you mean my natural black woman hair? Ashley said it again. And she said, I'm warning you forehead. No, she said, I'm warning you back your big forehead up out of like, keep, keep us, keep our names out of your mouth or it's going to be a problem. Ashley kept going okay. and then Candace unleashed and then Ashley deleted hers. Oh, and then so that's when, why we only get Candace. So when they were saying Candace, she was in labor and Candace said she knew she was in labor. Ashley started it. Okay. So Ashley was in labor tweeting, tagging that woman's husband saying, Candace, mama need to cut the purse strings. So now you're coming at her husband. I'm going to say this. I know I'm married to a black man. And if we were on this show and a woman came at him like, Taria's mama need to cut the purse strings. He wouldn't take, he may not say nothing, but I know as his wife, I'll be like, nah, I got it. Please keep us out your mind. So the, the, the hair conversation, I wish it had to happen like somewhere else, but I knew what she was trying to say because then flash forward. Yes, Candace, you called her wide body. I don't know. Did you mean after pregnancy or whatever you meant? That should have just been an apology. I'm sorry. Done. No more. No nothing. No this. Okay. So that like that, that like, like right there, you can say like, OK, she should have just said, you right. come from. She yeah. shouldn't have said you brought your wide body. To, I would have yeah. said you brought your big if I was going to. Or I would have just said you brought your big mouth because that's what she used her mouth. So I didn't agree with her saying wide body, because in that case, Ashley said nothing to her and Ashley didn't do anything to her. Ashley hurt Wendy. I know that's your friend, but there was a better way to have said that that woman just had a baby. You know how she feels. If we're going to go there, then if you have a baby and you get into an argument, be prepared, Candace, for somebody to maybe say something to you. You know, like it goes both ways, because if they had to came back harder at Candace, I can't get mad. Yeah. And it's like, but, no one does. Know, she kind of stops them in their tracks. She stops them. And, and but Ashley said she said, I'm sorry, whatever. She did that faux apology because I'm going to call it what it is, that faux ap apology about her body. And she said. I was meaning to talk about your forehead or something. And Ashley said, that's okay. I always talk about your dry hair. When have we seen 
Candace's hair. I thought looked the same dry. thing. I was like, what did your hair looks great? She's wearing wigs. She's <laughs> I, wearing wigs and weaves. So she's got to be talking about oh, her natural hair. Oh. See? Okay. Okay. So I can agree. I said that honestly, I wish, I don't know where it came from. It just came out of my body before even thinking about it. If Candace and Ashley were, and I'm going to say it once and it's going to disappear. If Candace and Ashley, teamed up yes oh my god against the green eyed bandits like who would your dream potomac like candace Few. wendy escala well wendy would be in the middle candace ashley and escala no i think if if, if they all join forces because i said this on know that pod like oh, they yeah. need to come ready next season with like podcast with a blog rumors for Giselle because Giselle's going to bring them up on camera. So you guys do the same thing. Everyone should just be doing what Giselle does and beat her at her own game. You know, she was in that same blog, that rumor though. Really? That's why, Oh, that's why Wendy was so, do you remember when at um, the reasonably shady party, when they brought that rumor up again about Eddie and Wendy said, and you have an STD. Oh she yeah, said it because Giselle was mentioned in that blog, but they're not talking about and and when when Robin when Wendy said you have no relationship to speak of with Juan, Juan that was talked about in that blog too. They're only bringing up Wendy. I would just kind of love to have them all play the same game and mm-hmm. then and then just be able to recognize it, like you know. Yes. Like, as opposed to just being so hurt and appalled that one would do it, you go do it too. And then when it comes time to show down, it's like, oh, do you I think, see what you did there. Do you think Candace and, and Wendy kind of, I mean, Candace and Ashley kind of do? Because when they were like, I, I we got the same too. size forehead and she was like, no, they weren't mad. They were laughing like, no, your forehead starts here. Mine I like am here. ready for them to join forces because it would just create the coolest dynamic on the show. It would just make it would just it would balance it out a little bit more. Those OGs would be scared. I think I think Giselle and Robin and Karen no recognize when you think about the season, how in the world? And Ashley, if she gets in her right mind, Ashley, you didn't have a storyline this season. And you know how we didn't know that? You know how we know it? When it came to your clip package on the reunion, one question that had nothing yeah. to do with Candace. Yeah. Yeah. It so, was, you had a baby and now let's talk about Candace. And that's so right. I under, I did understand when Candace was like, stay on the show another way, not using me. I was like, that <laughs> actually is fair. Yeah, it's fair. Well, because now her, now Michael's like, I've done my part. I've given enough to the show. I'm off. I'm I know we're wrapping up, but done. I have to ask you, I have to ask your opinion on this because I know you see you, you're capable of watching these shows and analyzing a lot. And I like to hear your thoughts because I loved your episode of Salt Lake City and the one that you just had because girl I'll be listening I love it I love all your podcasts too I love it yeah you come riding with me in the morning on my Peloton I'm like oh yes a new one okay boom and I'm on the Peloton that's an honor go back through the season in your mind okay okay notice how Ashley wasn't always there Giselle met up with her twice. They had the spa thing. She came to Williamsburg for a few hours. She was at the reasonably shady party. We have a Scala. And we had uh, Mia. Guys, I'm sorry if a small burp slipped out. I'm drinking a Red Bull combination. <laughs> My bad. Um, I had heard in the blogs, and we don't know if this is true or not, but that Robin was getting ready to be replaced. Mia was Robin's replacement. But 
Monique left. So they just let her in. But I was wondering if either Ascala or Mia was going to take Ashley's place. Ashley could be edited out from other than them two having the conversation about uh, the, the block rumors about Eddie. Ashley wasn't always there. And I was like, okay, she did come to Williamsburg and earn. If, well, if that's I, how we're I was going to say, it. I can see why then she showed up to Williamsburg yeah. and said, I just had a baby, but let me show up here real quick, stir some stuff up and leave. Right. Like she, like, she I wouldn't like, be surprised be eight hours. I feel like on Potomac and Atlanta, they, they, they do a lot more cast shakeup type of things. Like Potomac has tried multiple times to bring a new, new cast member on, but they just don't seem to, to click with the crew, but they are always trying. They are mm. always trying. And so Atlanta will do the same thing. Atlanta always has multiple friends of people are rumored to be on people are rumored to be out and they just keep them on their toes a little bit more than any other season, any other franchise. Um, and so I wouldn't be surprised if Ashley was like, wait, Ascala and Mia are coming on this show. I know I have basically said I'm done giving you all my marriage trauma and my personal stuff. And so she's probably was like, okay, how can I keep giving drama, but not give my personal life? Sort of and like so, yes, like they gave it to us in the beginning, but they had enough of that. And so now they are just going to, it's like Kyle. It's that it's that they figured out the formula. How do I stay relevant, but stay on the yes. show, but not give you my stuff? So I would not be surprised if she thought, shit, a scholar is coming on the show. I could very well be replaced. So even though I just pushed out a baby, let me hop in a car and go to Williamsburg. And just to just to, I will say this, though, about Ashley is that she can take it when it's directed back at her. Just last season, Giselle and Candace sat her down on camera and told her about these texts that Candace got. But you notice the way they sat her down versus you didn't that watching it back. She didn't have to see them talk about her and then say, well, maybe, oh, I wonder if she'll be concerned because her body and she just had a baby. They did it completely different than they did with Wendy. With Wendy, she had to watch them talk about her. Giselle and, uh, and and Giselle never sat Wendy down. It's like Giselle brought these rumors to the forefront and never sat Wendy down. And that that's yeah, that is I'm, true. She acted so confused. She's yeah. like, what, what did Ashley possibly say? I'm like, Giselle, you know what she said. You know what she said. You Ashley gave the ball there. to Ashley and Ashley took it. And I think if you, I was trying to think if I was Wendy, why Wendy fired, her reaction was so fiery because people are like, oh, it's making her look guilty. I'm like, do y'all realize that almost every outing they brought Wendy up? But so I, I think we're going to see, we know Robin is the one that texted Wendy about the rumors and she wanted to know, you know, what kind of lawyer Eddie is. She wanted Eddie to get them taken down. Wendy didn't want to get involved in all of that. So we talk about the rumors off the show. Giselle said in an interview, she had a conversation with Wendy and the rumors got brought up. And then Wendy was doing something and had to go. And she said, okay, I'll talk to you later. Bye. We never talked again. Wendy said, absolutely not. Giselle, Giselle and I never had a conversation about the rumors. So I imagine if I'm Wendy, okay, and we're on this trip and Ash, and I know Ashley's friends with Giselle and Robin, I have Ashley pulling me aside, telling me about rumors that my friend, because evidently Robin and Wendy actually had a real friendship, telling me rumors about my friend, 
I'm sorry, telling me rumors that my friend and I talked about. Now, one could say, well, Ashley got it from the blog, but that's not what Ashley said. Ashley said, there's been some conversation and Giselle said. So now in my mind, if I'm Wendy, I'm like, my good girlfriend, Robin, we weren't on no group thread. She texted me personally about these rumors. I never talked to Giselle about them. Now Giselle and Ashley are talking about these rumors. So when I go in and sit down and say, was it you? Was it you? Was it you? Because are all y'all talking about me and these rumors? So I would be mad too. And then people are saying, I wonder if Wendy apologized to Monique last year because when Wendy was threatening Giselle and I said, why should she apologize to Monique? I think if Monique had had smoke for Giselle, Wendy would have understood. Why should she apologize to Monique? Because they're saying that Wendy was like, I don't condone violence last year, but then she threatened Giselle this year. But if Monique- if Monique had a went for Giselle and fought Giselle, I think Wendy would have understood. But also remember, Wendy didn't even know about all these rumors that were going. So it was like Wendy was a part of the show, but she wasn't. So she's watching back like, oh, my God, all this stuff about Monique that Giselle did. So I'm like, y'all, let's not uh, compare that. But it was funny. A YouTuber said uh, when when Giselle was so much, they were like, Giselle's not very smart. When Giselle was like, me and Karen can go back and forth. We never got into a physical altercation. And Candace was like, my point. We're supposed to be able to go back oh, and forth. It, like, and it not proved lose. her point. That proved my point. But somebody was like, Wendy was able to cuss you out, get up, remove herself from the situation, put on lip gloss, come back and read you again. That's a really good so, point. I don't, I don't know. How did you feel about Wendy? Uh, last thing, I promise. But I've heard different thoughts about Wendy and Robin and how Wendy was very quick to be like, you don't have a relationship to speak of. But last year, she was shouting and all excited when Robin got proposed. You remember, she was like, ah! how did you feel about that? Like, did you I, think? I thought she was, was just caught up. I thought like when your okay. emotions get the best of you and your, I thought she was just like heated. And that's a really, that's like a low hanging fruit to get with Robin. And so she just kind of was, it's like, you know, you say things when you're mad in the heat of the moment. And so it felt like that was just an easy thing for her to throw at. And it was mm -hmm. just there because everyone says it about Robin. That's like the go-to diss yeah. for Robin, which is stupid because I'm, right. sick, I'm, I'm like, they have been together for so long. Yes. On and off, but like, let them have that. Like they have, they have a relationship. It's just these, these, these ideas on these shows that every relationship has to look the same way and be conventional is, is just getting a little old and a little tired. Like if it works for them, like financial wise, them being on this show, it benefits them. So if they have an agreement or what have you, like, let them have that then. That's fine. I think it was just like an easy one to do. Wendy has been raised by a really tough mom who has not a good grip on her emotions and hasn't taught Wendy to have any grip on her emotions. So she, when she gets heated, like I, I understand it. Like when you start to get hot, it mm -hmm. like it, it go, it, you go to a place where your mind thinks of the meanest thing you can possibly say. Cause Wendy seems like she's normally can keep it under control, but I think, cause it was about her family. And uh, didn't she like, didn't, didn't Eddie lose his family because of being his with Wendy family. So yeah. that, He's a, well, he's his a sister. Spot. I think some one brother and one sister, something like that still spoke to him, but 
but still that's like to lose your parents. Like, so their relationship is something that's clearly very special and sacred to them. Like it's Mm -hmm. like love in the face of adversity against their family. Like that must be, remember they didn't even come to his, wasn't it, was it like a daughter? Yes. They've never met any of his kids. So that, so, and I don't think for one second that Eddie is cheating. Like, I think as soon as we heard that, I just don't see it at all. Mm -hmm. I think Eddie really, I think they really do love each other, but of course I have no instinct when it comes to relationships. So it it may be uncovered that he totally was cheating. And I'll be like, I don't know. I just don't get that instinct whatsoever. She's clearly super protective of it. Mm -hmm. And I think what she was realizing more, like you kind of, what you were saying is that she figured out like, oh my God, they're playing me. They're doing this for the cameras and I'm the victim. And it's my husband that they're choosing as the talking point. And that's gross. And I think it wasn't, I didn't at all think she felt she looked guilty by getting that mad. I think she looked just appalled, which is on her because girl, you're on this show. Have you not watched Mm -hmm. the green eye bandits are, I I agree. I agree. Shady. So she just really thought like, and then it was Quinn on know that pod who said it's because she's a nerd. She was a scholar. She wasn't among women that did this. So this is like, she's like, we're friends. (laughs) Right. They're not. So she was so blown away and shocked that they would do this to her sacred, beautiful marriage. And she's like, wow, you're really going to be dirty like this and play me for that's why she said, fuck these motherfucking cameras. Yes. Yes. Cause all bets are off. And, and I think she thought, I think she was more disappointed and hurt by Robin than by Giselle. Yeah. And for Robin to act like she don't see that. Like if I feel like if y'all had a true friendship, it would be like what she said about me and wine wasn't cool. However, I do see that I did. Ex- if y'all really had a true friendship. And at this point now it's, it's Robin can get so stubborn where it's like, all you have to do is go, okay, I can see why she did that. It just takes her so long. I don't mean to say this in a demeaning way, but she's kind of dumb. Like she's sort of like simple. She reminds me of Eeyore a little bit, but like a a sexy one, like a sexy Eeyore. That is totally her spirit. I'm here. Yeah. And so like, she's like, why would she be so mean? Like I've just done, I'm like, that's it. Like it just took one fight for you to be done. And then everything is combative. Everything yeah. is argumentative. And I think, because I think people sometimes think I like to, no, I don't like to argue, but I can't allow you to say something to me that's not true. And I'm like, no, this is what it is right here. So when they were trying to say, like when Giselle said, um, the host didn't speak to me. Wendy was like, she's a commentator. Ding, 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 ding. That's not a fact. So I think her brain, because my brain does that too. It like goes off and she's like, no, 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 no. I did. Because I would be like, I was by the clock holding a water. I was looking at my (laughs) nails like I need a manicure. I looked down at my feet and then I brushed my ponytail and said, hey, girl. (laughs) Like all those facts come out. No, but it's true. Like her brain works in like she's she's a nerd like that. She is not understanding exactly there. She doesn't see the playful side of this yet. And that's what I hope for her next season. Me I hope too. that if she, cause she will stay on, I can't imagine them firing her. Um, I hope that she, and for Candace, I hope they learn to have a little bit more fun with the side of the show that happens. Fun. Yes. Remember the pageant off they had last year with her and something like that. That was fun. And like when the shade will come your way, which it will, it's, it's a job, come. it's a job requirement to take the shade, learn to have a little bit more fun with it and not take it so personal. Mm-hmm. Um, because Candace, I don't blame her. She's on defense all the time for all the reasons you've presented today. 
they always talk shit about her and her mama taking care of things as if that's some sort of a bad thing. But I'm like, Giselle, how'd you get your money? Exactly. And so Robin, how'd you get, so I get it. I totally get why she's on 10. Well, I, look, Robin got hers from her parents. Exactly. So, so like, I get now why, why she's defensive, but I feel like I just want her to go to, to, to realize that you don't need to, you don't need to win every single jab fest because some of these jabs are just jabs for the cameras and let's have a little bit of fun with it because what happens is she gets so offended because she's been having to defend herself since Mm -hmm. she got there and so now her and wendy i just want them to realize that this is going to happen every day it's part of your job description is to show up throw shade take shade move on so let's have a little bit more fun with it you know what i mean I, I, and it's funny because I can see the Nini's, the Porsches having fun with it like that. Yes. I, me personally, that is not something I would do because I would use my words and you would walk away sliced up. I don't have to curse at you. I don't have to call. I'm going to slice you with my words. Please don't say anything to me. I haven't bothered you. So I, what you're saying is true, which is why people also have to recognize if you truly can't do this, yes, if, if, then you need to. And that is healthy. In fact, it is probably a sign of a healthy individual if they yeah. say, I can't deal with this show anymore. Uh-huh. Like when people, like when Monique decided not to come back to the show, I was like, that was probably the healthiest choice she could have made for her family because and herself. It's like, and let's be honest, other than, which is why I think Karen, which is why Mia supposedly came on. And why Karen wanted to make up with Candace. Karen was on her own. Yep. Let's go back to. And that's I'm, why she went over to Wendy. And I'm like, oh, now you yes. and Wendy are cool immediately. The start of the season. The start of the season. Season five reunion. All throughout the season after the fight, Robin and Giselle said Karen was actually not being equal to Monique and Candace. Even at Robin's engagement party. Giselle was speaking up saying how Karen was being unfair to Candace and she wasn't being equal to to Candace and Monique get to the reunion. Andy says, who here thinks Karen hasn't been, I'm going to have to go back because I'm like, I know I didn't hear that wrong. I'm going to go back, but I'm pretty sure he said, who here thinks that Karen hasn't been equal. The only person to raise her hand was Ashley. So I think right. I'm I'm 99% sure, but if I'm wrong, y'all let me know. But I'm pretty sure he said, who thinks Karen hasn't been? Because when Ashley raised her hand, I was like, that says a lot that the green-eyed bandits who were just arguing on Candace's behalf are now not saying anything. And I think in that moment, Karen knew she was by herself, but she should have knew she was by herself. This this is one of the reasons. This made me enjoy Ashley, I will say. When she met up with Monique and Monique was like, oh, Karen said she was always planned on inviting me to her wig launch. And <laughs> Ashley was like, oh, she did? Hey, Karen. So <laughs> I called her right in front of her. I was like, this is what people mean when they say they enjoy Ashley. Call her on speaker. On speaker. So <laughs> I get that side of Ashley. But yeah, I think it'll be an interesting season. When Karen said, we'll start tuning you out. Yeah, I I have a theory and I swear this is it. But my theory is in season five, they were planning on icing Candace out. Tell you why Monique said it when they were at the sip and see. They should now mind you. Let's go back. The season started with 
Monique saying, I'm mad at Candace because she's friends. She became friends with Sharice on purpose, knowing Sharice was spreading these rumors about my family. Let's jump to Ashley doing an IG, an IG story. I have it on mine because then she, not a story, but a video, but then she took it down. So I screen recorded it where she said, Sharice never had anything to do with the rumors. She said it was Monique's troll friend who was on Monique's first season. Um, when oh, Monique yeah. had that cookout. It was Gigi started the rumors, which by the way, people for, for Monique to fight Ashley at the end of the season, but in the beginning of the season, when they all sat down to have a production meeting, Monique went to Ash because this was confront Monique went to Candace and said, Hey, Gigi is spreading all these rumors about me. Will you sign paperwork so that I can serve her with a cease and desist and Candace signed the paperwork so she could serve her friend with a cease and desist. So her asking Ashley, to write a statement is nothing new. She must have all her friends. Oh, that's paperwork. a her thing. Okay. Yeah. But interesting. So, so Monique says, I'm mad at Candace because she became friends with Sharice when she knows what Sharice said. We all now know that the rumors were two years old. They had a, at that time, they were two years old. They weren't new. They were two year old rumors that she brought to the show. So Monique, I mean, uh, Ashley says that. So Monique is saying, I'm so upset. I'm sorry. Monique says I'm mad at Candace because she's friends with Sharice who said rumors about me and Candace invited Sharice to her one year party where they were wearing that denim. Okay. Now we find out again, the rumors are two years old. There's a scene with Ashley and Giselle. Hear me when I tell you, Ashley did the video afterwards. Sharice had nothing to do with the rumors. But Sharice, who knows Monique, thinks, in quotes, Candace has purposely become friends with Sharice, and Sharice spread these rumors. Ashley, um, Ashley and Giselle are sitting across from each other outside at a park. And Ashley says, Candace, room, work, wait, either word on the street or something. Candace made a huge effort to become friends with Sharice, and she drops it. Yes. But you knew that Sharice didn't have anything to do with these rumors, but you dropped that anyway. Oh, so that was just a purely fabricated. Yeah. So then Whoa. Giselle goes and takes it back to Monique when they have that lunch. Well, why would she do that to you? Because Ashley said those two became friends and um, Candace made an effort to become friends with Sharice. Why would she do that to you? So, so now Monique is saying, yeah, that's true. I don't buy I believe this is all set up. I'm going to tell you why. So they say all that to say, they say all that. They go and plan Ashley's party together and they ambush Candace at that dinner. If you remember, everybody was coming at her except for Wendy. They walk outside and we oh, lose yeah. the screen. Monique admitted I had to, I had to, and then tweeted about setting her up. Yeah, I set her up. She set me up when she didn't tell me Sharice was going to be at her. So she sets her up. Okay. Candace had left that dinner. If you remember, she was like, I'm not going to argue. I don't want to argue with you in front of them. She left. She ended up coming back, whatever, whatever. Let's go to Ashley Sippency when Monique, who cried at the end of the season because she was isolated, says, I'm just going to have to put Candace on ice. Maybe if she feels like she's on ice, she'll get the message. And all the ladies agree. Hmm. They didn't want Candace in the first place. Sharice and Candace were going up for the same spot and Candace won. So that's why there was 
Oh, Monique, remember that? And do you remember season three? Monique and Ashley took Candace shopping and they were like, you're too timid. You're too quiet. You need to speak up. And Monique says, girl, when, yep. when Cherie said, did your mom buy you the ring? I would have snatched those things off and been all up in her face because that's what she does. So, and they kept telling Candace she was too timid. So when she went off on Giselle. That was then, honestly a bit amazing. That was am- And then on top of that, they get to that table and Monique turns on Candace just like that and said, I didn't mean for you to do all that. And, and Ashley was like, well, yes, she did. Ashley nailed said, it. She said she wanted her to speak up. She just didn't want her to speak up against that person. Yes. So I feel like that was the plan. For, and if Monique was so upset that Sharice was at Candace's thing, well, right before y'all started filming, you got your arms all around Sharice and pictures at Ashley's baby shower. Hmm. So it, to me, it was all like, so I feel like this season, Candace has to know that they're coming for her. But oh, this, com- this coming season, you mean? Oh, yeah, I agree. But if she doesn't engage, then what happened when Meredith didn't engage? So I don't sometimes I don't think it's fair to say Candace just don't engage like not you, but people say, oh, no, no, I don't think that's engage. fair either. But look at Meredith when she didn't engage. I just. I just want them to it to be a little bit different, but they can't deny that they've all elevated. I can't deny they've all brought a piece to the season seasons in even the ones I don't like. They've all brought a piece to the yeah. season, even Monique, because she was she was very beautiful for me to look at. So <laughs> I, I'm right there with you. I didn't really like Monique either. Uh, like not ever. What was never. Your sense? Why? Tell me why. She just seemed um, she seemed way too uh, entitled isn't the word, but she just acted better than know it all. Nothing could get her. But I just saw right through the whole thing. And she didn't for me. She wasn't fun to watch. She just felt above it, like she wasn't ever going to play in it. But then she would get really down and dirty really quickly. She still had good, funny moments. She had good, funny reads. Um, but I just she was never my like number one. Like when people are like, I love Monique. I'm like, really? Of all well, of them? Right. Of all of them. But and the yeah, difference I... with Potomac is that, like you said, they all bring something to the table. And that is so rare for a housewife show yes. and where the entire cast, even the ones you don't like, you're like, I can see, though, why they're there. Yeah. And I appreciate it. Like, unlike in with like Beverly Hills, like I don't need Dorit. I don't need Rena at all. Like literally zero, none, not at all. Yeah. Um, I want Kyle to transition, maybe not this coming season. Obviously she's already filming, but next season, just be a producer. Honestly, just like, I don't, it's really getting frustrating to watch someone just produce the shit out of the show on camera. Don't you want somebody to come on and, and Kyle say, like they get into an argument, like me and you are on the show, right? And we get into an argument and then we're all at dinner and she says, so Emily, are you still feeling the way you felt, you know, about to read the other day? And I'm like, we actually already talked about it. And what you're not going to do is try to put our business out like you did when you ran your family's business through the street and told all the Kim's business. That's what you not get ready to do. OK, I just really wish I wish somebody were, would do that. I wish I don't know if this I don't know who they still have coming, but they, I wanted Garcelle to bring on a friend or Me two. Too. I don't need some other white actress lady. I heard it was like a friend of Lisa. I keep hearing different things. I heard it was a friend of Lisa. I heard it was a friend of Lisa Renna. I first thought it was a Dorit friend, but it makes more sense that it's a Renna friend. I'm like, why are we giving Renna casting choices? She's terrible at casting choices. We remember Eden. 
that was oh her casting God. choice. Even choice. though, well, even though we all know at this point that it's not really like a friend. A well, friend, that's not right. true. She brought on Denise. Denise brought on Garcelle. Thank you very much. We love Garcelle, but mm-hmm. I don't need this other white lady who's also an actress in Hollywood. There are. I'm in Los Angeles, okay? I have worked in West Hollywood, Beverly Hills. Do you know how many fun, colorful characters there are that they could be casting on this show? But now I've heard them say they don't want a housewife that wants to be on. But then it's like, well, you're kind of- What the like, hell does that even mean? Like, because they feel I like they'll like do whatever. Someone, I would like somebody who's wanting to earn a paycheck because right now we're getting people that are mm. just are just carefully looking at each other and texting each other under the table. Like, can I talk about this now? Should I talk about this? Don't worry, Which I'm not going to say that. It's interesting on the girls trip when they brought up Erica to Kyle. How she, oh, she looked so uncomfortable. She could barely get that explanation out. She's like, well, I just like to bring, well, because, you know, they're going to talk about it. So I just, I, I, you know, I, I, I asked questions and then she has said, I asked questions so she can explain herself. I'm like, we knew it. We knew that you were literally setting her, setting her up so that she could spike it because all the questions were so clearly prepared. Oh, you, my I God. You said that a lot. And also you told on yourself, Kyle, remember when people were saying, I think that Erica knew about the meeting they had at Dorit's house. Somebody probably told her. And then Andy straight up asked Lisa. Did Rena tell her like, well, obviously these people talk to each other. Well, you think that the cameras go down and they don't talk to each other until the cameras are back up. They we we live in a texting society. We live in a social media society where we're posting pictures, we're commenting, we're messaging, we're texting. What are you talking about? Of course, Lisa Rena told her that's why she walked in like a psycho and was like, I'm just going to have a Coke. And looked around like a psycho at everybody. I can't. All right, we need to stop because seriously, yes, we'll keep going. And and I don't know if we haven't. We I don't think we got a date for mine yet. So I need to get you a date today so we can continue this. Yes, because I love the hot topics thing. So now you'll have to come on and present your case for someone to me. Ooh, and I'm, ooh, I'm okay. gonna have to eat it, but I will. <laughs> okay, yeah, because you've opened my eyes today. That's why I'm saying Hot Takes with Taria. That is the series that we're gonna do anytime you come on. Hot Takes with Taria. And then maybe I'll even have, um, I'll even see if people wanna write in questions for you specifically, because you're so good at like responding. Your brain is so impressive. But you know, sometimes I want to, and well, I shouldn't say this. I don't want to cancel clear, but sometimes you wish you could, do you ever wish sometimes that it would just kind of turn off because it, <laughs> yes. it, it attaches itself to everything yes. and then things that should attach itself to it does not. So I wish like, my brain didn't think in Bravo at all times, but my brain, like I'll be in any conversation and I'm like, I just want to remind them that this is what Kenya did in season five when she was, t- I'm like, okay, stop it. You're at right. a, you're at a signing right now. Like they don't know about housewives. But can I tell you, even with my husband, I'll be like, that's not what you said. I'm telling you, I was, and I, and I'll say if I, if I don't remember, I, I, I have, I will make myself say, you heard me. I will make myself, I don't remember, <laughs> but I think this, but if I know for a fact, it was 1207, I was getting off the bike and my shoe got caught. My brain remember. You know what it was? I wanted to be a lawyer. I used to watch LA law. This is so stupid. Don't laugh at me listeners. And um, I don't know, one of the cops or something that was on L.A. Law, or was it, who's Jimmy Schmidt's character? NYPD, NYPD, wasn't no, that NYPD? On, on L.A. Law, oh, you're too young for L.A. Law, I forgot. You're probably, Am I? I'm 37. 
Okay, so I was seven when you were born. Okay, I'll take that. <laughs> LA Law, I was a teenager. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. How old did you with think Harry I was? Younger than that. Like yes. third, like early, like 30. I've been like getting my, I've been getting Botox since I was 30 and it's been working. Thank you, you. Well, your skin is beautiful and you look, I wouldn't have thought you were 37. I like your glasses, by the way. I think we have similar ones. I don't have them here. They I, were I actually the sunglasses and I turned them into my regular. Are they glasses. Warby Parker? No, no, they are diff, but I, because Warby Parker didn't quite go this big and they I didn't. wanted them yes, this yeah. big. So yeah, they're diff eyewear. They're sunglasses. Okay. So I, at on LA Law, one of the characters said it, a good detective, this sounds so stupid, but I, remember, I was younger, walks into a crime scene and within seconds, their brain needs to take a snapshot of every single detail and put it in their brains. <laughs> no, Going to a restaurant, I'm noticed my brain is like, do, 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 do. okay, it's all the pieces. And now I'm like enjoying myself. So if somebody said, do you remember when so-and-so said, oh yeah, because the, like my brain like pinpoints little things that it can remember. You know what? Know does that? Maybe we'll, maybe, because I was considering this as like a content thing for a while. Maybe it'll be like a Bravo courthouse and like you can present an argument and then the, then, then like the kid, like the def the defense, the defense team or defense team or whatever in the prosecution. And I don't know. Let me judge. flush it out. Let me flush <laughs> it out. Let me, let me, flush, like I could have like you and Kendrick on and have you guys argue. Or me and Quinn because me and Quinn. Or you be and like Quinn. And I have love you him guys, so much. Yeah. And have you guys like are that? Okay. Let me flush out that, that thought. Cause How that could fun. be a really fun, that could be Emily's really court. Fun. Yes. <laughs> Emily's the perfect voice. You'd be like today in Emily's court. I'll, I'll, yes. I'll be like, we're going to be, and it'll be like judge Judy in the beginning. Like we'll have it. Yeah. We'll have you guys like fake walking into the courtroom and like the audio, the sound effects. <laughs> you have to riff on both of us. Cause you know that, come on, come on, come on, come on. Yep. You know, like judge yep. 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 <laughs> This is, this is going to be real good. I'm going to, okay, let me flush this out to be continued. Okay. I actually have an idea too, that I'll talk to you about off mic. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. It, it dawned, it, it came to me like a few minutes ago and I was like, I'm going to ask her about it. Okay. Well, let's Guys, let her know about it soon. Let everybody know where to find you and then I'll end the recording and we'll talk okay. offline. Guys, first of all, thank you so much, Emily, for allowing me to take up your platform and talk about all these things that we love teach life lessons. Like to me, you can learn a lot about yourself watching housewives and just fashion. And, and my, my feeling, I feel all the feels rage, anger. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, and I know none of these people. <laughs> I feel all this stuff. Thank you for letting me talk about it. Um, guys, if you want to slide into my DMS and argue with me, that's fine. It'll be fun, but just know we're going to go to voice note because I don't like doing all that typing. So I'm going to send you voice notes. But you can find me on Instagram at WeGo, W-E-I-G-O podcast, Twitter, T-S-F-A-I-S-O-N. If you want to buy me a coffee so I can stay up late preparing for my case against whoever Emily has me to prepare against, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash W-E-I-G-O, which is an acronym for what else is going on. And if you want to support the Patreon, because the hubby and I just bought our first home, and y'all, I did not know why ain't nobody tell me the money you spent. <laughs> you can find me on patreon.com slash WeGo podcast. Emily, I am so grateful. Thank you so much. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.